All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Dragon Ball. We haven't been doing Dragon Ball in a while because we did Dragon Ball, did we did Dragon Ball Z? And you would think, oh well, you know, just roll right into Super, right? Right? No, we gotta do GT. So without further ado, let's go ahead and zone in on that. Ah. <sighs> For starters, with the Black Star Dragon Ball arc, it is 16 episodes of them just dicking around, trying to get the Black Star Dragon Balls. By the way, uh, when they found the Dragon Balls in the first episode, um, something peculiar about them, you know, having black stars instead of the usual um, red stars on them, and the gang decided to just switch on those anyways. Turns out that it's not their usual Shinron, but Shinron with, like, red scales and all that looking a little scarier than usual and the condition of this is that i believe it was kind of like on uh, the super dragon balls but like not that powerful but um it's like the possibility uh whatever you can wish on these on this dragon is like there's not that many uh restrictions but the condition is you have to wish on the dragon within one year's time or your plan is getting blown up. So the gang got to scour across the whole universe to try to find these Black Star Dragon Balls. But um, Kokigasu, I got a question. Yeah. Would it make more sense for them to find the Earth Dragon Balls? And wish uh, for the Black Star Dragon Balls to just show up, gather together right beside them. So, yeah, that's a big plot point into it that a lot of people question. So, first thing to keep in mind is remember, Dra- the Black- Dragon Ball GTU start is fan made. Uh, Toriyama wound up getting more into it during the baby arc. So, this whole first arc, we really not having Toriyama here much at all. <laughs> They got the rights to fence. Literally, the person got the rights to be able to do this. And it was like, okay, we'll see what happens, type of thing. Um, of course, they get this person rights and we get this. But then, you know, they wind up getting on Team Four Star just for making a parody, but whatever. Sketch it for another time. Um, <laughs> it's funny you know, because I heard there was like this interview to where um, when they were talking about the Black Star Dragon Ball um, art. They were like, we don't really know where to go with this one. It's like, you know, we're just rolling with whatever sticks. Pretty much. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. It was uh, it was a pitched concept. And they were just trying to see what would happen type of thing. Because right. pretty much the essential thing is this. They needed to get people up and moving. Like, it, there has to be some type of major plot point in the story. There has to be something that drives the story. There has to be a reason for the hero or heroes party to be able to go out and actually do something. That's just yeah. really what it is. So we got to figure out what is that thing that they're going to go out and do? Like, what what is the motivation? And so then we get this introduction to, oh, yeah, there's another set of Dragon Balls called the Black Star Dragon Balls. But we don't talk about them. And it's like, oh, okay. So... Then all of a sudden, because, you know, we're trying to get back into the roots of Dragon Ball as well, too. Uh, Emperor Pilaf shows back up again. He's trying to beat, you know, beat the conqueror of the world and shit. 
he doesn't understand what the risk of the Black Star Dragon Balls are either. So it's just like, uh, whatever. And he's just like, I'm going to make this wish. Then Goku shows up and he's like, uh, Goku, darn it. You're more annoying as an adult as you, than you were as a kid. Uh, I wish you were a kid again. And then, you know, I, not Dark Shinra, I forgot what it's called. I forgot what the, there's a specific name for this dragon. It's actually that much forgettable, unfortunately. But I would say yeah. Red Shinra. Yeah. Yeah. But so he, he winds up being like, Your wish has been granted. And he's like, No. And then Dende and Mr. Pubbo freak out and they're like, No. He was never supposed to make a wish on these Dragon Balls. Like, what happened? If you don't get these Dragon Balls back, the planet is gonna be is gonna be destroyed. Like, the fuck? What? We only have a year time, and it's like, it's the most anime trope. <laughs> like, I, there's so much anime, like cartoonish trope that you could like throw in. It literally yeah. makes no sense. It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to make sense. Like, in all honesty, it was just supposed to be something that got them up and moving. So yeah, it, it they had no idea what the fuck was supposed to happen. The main thing is they even came up with the name of it, Dragon, Dragon Ball Grand Tour. Uh, people remember there was a whole argument between GT and Grand Tour, but the dude that actually made the that made the soundtrack, uh, not soundtrack, made the opening song. I forgot that rapper's name. I don't remember who it was, but he literally was like, yeah. to the Grand Tour, Grand Tour, Grand Tour." Okay, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Because he said literally, he was like, "I don't understand why people argued it." He's like, "I was literally told GT stands for Grand Tour, and you need to put and like so we can like hype it up for the show." And he's like, "Well, shit. Okay, I'm gonna just put the name in the song, and there we go. It's gonna be the hype." And so then he was like, "Why is people so confused? If it's called GT, and I kept saying Grand Tour, Grand Tour, throughout the whole rap, that's because the name is fucking Grand Tour. Like I'm understand." <laughs> It's like, I don't know. But it was supposed to be like, they, they're about to go to a tour to the universe. They need to go explore other planets. There's other planets out there besides Yardrat and um, Yardrat and Planet Namek. But here's the thing about it. I will be honest. Dragon Ball Z, that little adventure with Krillin, Bulma, and Gohan trying to find Planet Namek and all the crazy, whack-ass adventures that they went on, those filler episodes... Because those were filler episodes, were significantly more entertaining than the first arc of Dragon Ball GT. The, the Black Star Dragon Balls, them trying to go to all these different planets, it's like they had great concepts, but they failed executing them like horrendously. Yeah, so, because at least with Z, when they were going on their adventure, it felt like it had a purpose. But with GT, it was more like yeah, they were trying to recapture that same um, charm that Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball had, but no. See, I think that's the main problem with Dragon Ball, to where the as a whole, you know, as a franchise to where they had something brilliant in the earlier installments and then they just regurgitate it in some form or fashion later on and sometimes it's great uh i know we're not in the super yet but i don't know if i'm gonna even mention it when we get to super but the part where um goku was preparing for the tournament of power and he was at baba's place and he was um practicing with the uh, same moves he used against grandpa gohan in the dragon ball um Joe, where you know um he was you know first meeting baba had that whole little 
tournaments towards thing. Okay, that sort of thing. That's a good nod towards uh, the previous iteration. You know, that was a good. I like the way they did that one. But when it comes so obvious and heavy-handed that you want us to like relive the nostalgia in a way to where it just seems like you're just not even trying to give us like something new to latch on to then it just kind of becomes more obvious that they weren't I won't say they weren't trying but I'm just not impressed by what they did there compared to in other parts you know that's true and realistically it's looking at this aspect is the fact that Toriyama did say remember at the Majin Buu arc when it first started before he you know came up with Majin Buu and the Majins and stuff originally it was supposed to kind of help start over with Gohan being the main character but fans was upset so they continued on with Goku um so in this fan made it was like okay everyone still wants Goku but we still kind of want to do a start over I want to do what Toriyama was trying to do and oh, start over I remember what it was one of the main reasons why they reverted Goku back to a kid and decided to make Goku, Trunks, and Pan go out into space rather than, you know, taking the adults with them is because they were supposed to go back to the times where, you know, with Dragon Ball and, you know, kids having adventures, you know, kind of like Pokemon in some some uh, sense. It's like that to where, like, essentially they were just trying to um, do something that they already did, but in a way to where they're trying to appeal to a younger audience, like a reboot for a younger audience in a way. But I know it's not exactly a reboot, but I'm just saying, like, spiritually, it'll be like, oh, it's just like Dragon Ball, but different. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that it wound up being a callback. They purposely had it set yeah, up. Yeah, callback. Them. That's what I mean. Yeah, it, it was purposely set up to not even just a callback, really. It was supposed to really be kind of like not necessarily a reboot, but going right back to the beginning. Goku gets turned back into a kid again. So just back like back in Dragon Ball, we had Goku the kid. You know, we had kid Goku, um, who is immensely powerful, but because he's a kid, his powers are won- are wonky, which they wound up doing at the beginning of G- which they wound up doing honestly throughout GT. And the fact that, like, because he was a kid, even though he could wind up still going Super Saiyan to Super Saiyan 2 and Super Saiyan 3, those are multipliers of his current power. Because of the fact that he was shrunk back into a kid, his power took a major cut. So going into Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3 will only bring him up to somewhat par power that he would have had had he not been turned back into a kid. So it was made to do a purposeful restriction into that. And they did kind of, and Goku did explain that in the show. He was like, me being a kid is different. He says like, he says literally aside from my brain being different that, I mean, I still remember everything, but like obviously he has more childlike antics and is a reasoning for it this time. Except because that's one of the biggest things that people's upset about in Super. It's like, oh, Goku just became a man child. But in this one, like he is a child. He actually has a child brain. So he can still Sweet. think things through, but now he actually has a child brain, so it's a hindrance to him. Oh, I was sitting on. No, <laughs> that's the funny thing. I was thinking about that earlier, but I was thinking it's more like, nah, it's more like he always had a child brain, but now he has the body to um, complement it. Mm. I mean, I mean, he's not that childish, but in a way, he got like that childlike wonder and he is a he's still a little ignorant let's be honest he's still a little ignorant so like he's a little childish but it's not like he's totally immature but it's 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 kind of there he's still a little childish though 
I'm gonna be very honest and say that Goku and Dragon Ball Z, Goku and Dragon Ball Super, and Goku and Dragon Ball GT are three completely different Gokus. Just absolutely completely different Goku. Just being honest, man. But I get that. He does still have some childlike antics, yeah. He's supposed to. But there was a maturity that Goku had by the end of Dragon Ball Z after after defeating Majin Buu after we get a chance to see Oog that there was a maturity that he had and that no longer existed once we got to Super and GT but they're trying to at least say you could say there is somewhat of a reason that it happened in GT it's because he got turned into a kid so now like you said yeah the body matches the brain type of thing versus a super there really is no explanation this is just the explanation is that we're trying that literally Toriyama and, Tor- and Toritara are really trying to like move on from Goku and Vegeta like that's how it feels half the time like it really feels like look can like, we, uh, we really want to move on like listen like Vegeta was supposed to die in the Frieza saga Goku was supposed to die after you know saving you know defeating the Frieza and all that shit and then go it was going to be Gohan's story but we had to like you know because y'all like these characters so goddamn much we okay fine we'll put them in like two more arcs and Two more sagas and all that. Okay, are we done? Are we done with Goku Vegeta? Can we let them move on, please? No, we want more. Now, it's like literally, it's like Gage, literally Gage with Jujutsu Kaisen. He just told the fans, "Fuck y'all, kill Gojo." He's like, "That nigga is not coming back." Literally, there's so many different references. Like I've seen so many articles. They're like, "Oh, Gojo could come back," and like Gage said, "That nigga is not coming back." Like, fuck hey, <laughs> you saw that TikTok to where essentially uh, Gage um said in a, admitted in an interview that his inspiration for Jujutsu Kaisen was Akuma got killed I'm like well there you go yeah, the anime not the manga too so he, yeah. the anime specifically yeah the main character's gone is dead like he's dead that's it boom there's no coming back for this <laughs> oh man mm, you know what I'll wait until this um, review we'll wait till we get there but yeah but no it's like see so yeah, Tor- Toriyama wound up catering to fans and it's like okay well the fans want this and we're going to just do what the fans say and da 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 but, you know, some people don't. But, yeah, it's like, it is one of those things where it's like, they, he really wanted to move forward, but it just didn't happen, so. But the fans wound up saying, look, we want to continue the story of Goku. We're going to make our own. So we have Kid Goku again, as we do have Kid Goku in Dragon Ball. Again, like I said, um, overly powered kid who has, like, immense powers and shit. Only difference is, is that, you know, this Goku is a little bit more mature. Every now and again, he can still have mature moments. But again, that kid brain is a hindrance to him. He winds up like having childlike antics. And there's a lot of stuff he can't really fix that. That's probably the only good plot point that actually happened in the first arc. Is that literally Goku is battling this all the time. But you can literally see him like he's trying to be mature. But it's oh, different. Wait. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry for interrupting, but now that I think about it, it would make sense for Goku to have some maturity to him because think about it, like all three of them can't be like childishly uh, incompetent, you know, because see, not to underestimate Trunks and Pan, but let's just keep in mind that in GT, um, Trunks has it's just now becoming a teenager at least i think he's a teenager by now 
I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. This is going to be funny as shit, okay? Because people have done this comparison, okay? Trunks and Super right now. The current Trunks, okay? Uh The one that's a little bit taller. Are we talking about, like, manga or... Manga. Okay, okay. Yeah, so manga. No, uh, yeah, yeah, so manga. Um, The current Trunks right now, who's just a little bit taller, but not, like, quite super tall yet, is older than the trunks in gt wow <laughs> just keep that in mind on that whoa whoa hold on <laughs> oh, no you know what fuck this fuck this you know what because remember when they said that okay if it's not perfectly clear by now they said that as of in this timeline of uh events gt is canon they are not mm-hmm. refuting this and you're telling me that trunks and super is older than the trunks and gt but gt comes after super that's not just different timelines bro <laughs> no see that's why i said my um my theory is alternate timeline that um gt might have taken place in an alternate timeline it does yeah okay that makes more sense now because one of the things to keep in mind is that some of those timelines wind up augmenting like keep in mind onto this i'm jumping ahead just a little bit but we get introduced we do want to get introduced to trunks sister bulla okay keep in mind when it is that we got introduced to bulla and super and when you get introduced to bulla and gt the most memorable moment of bulla is vegeta going shopping this is like the beginning of like towards the beginning of the baby arc. Mm-hmm. Vegeta going shopping with his daughter. She is a full grown ass teenager. <laughs> a damn near full grown ass teenager. But as far as like we put that timeline together, in Super, Bola should already be a teenager by this point. But she's only just now been only recently just been born. It's only been a couple, it hasn't been like a few years. She's still a kid in Super, but as a teenager in GT when comparing those timelines. But also keep in mind that supposedly everything that happened in Dragon Ball Super took place in the between the 10 years between Kid Boo being defeated and Goku meeting Oob at the tournament. Exactly. So there's a whole bunch of differences into that. So yeah, like different timelines cause different different events to happen. So that's the only explanation you could really have into that. Just in the fact like how you could say like even in DC, not in DC, uh, in Marvel, how you're able to see two characters exist in the same time frame of their timeline, but still look and act completely different. Like if, for example, No Way Home, like just be realistic onto that one. And that one, keep in mind, all of those Peters were supposed to be pulled from their different timelines, but not in different times. They were pulled from the same time period that they were in. So Tom Holland as as Peter Parker is significantly younger than the other two, than, than Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. But they all we're at the exact same timeline but they're all peter parker the same peter parker see what i mean but they're all different ages one is literally a fucking full-grown adult who's been married been divorced one who's 
a rambling college student and one who's just trying to find a way to get into college, just fucking graduated high school. But they're all pulled from the same time period, not like from the same exact time period. Like the date, the time and everything was supposed to be the exact same. But yet somehow or another, all of them are born in different time. You see what I mean? But they're all the same person. It's, it's, that's kind of just how that works. Like when you're going into multiverse theory into different timelines, there's timelines that exist at the exact same time as yours, and then some that acts in different times than yours because event, different events happen that led to those different situations. That's going to be the only explanation I can give you to make sense of why it is that the age difference and all of that shit is so different in GT and in um, Super. Because also keep in mind on this too is the fact that by this point Trunks and GT is tall as shit. This nigga's like almost six foot. <laughs> he is only like five foot two or something like that in Super right now. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> Completely different. Um, so it's like this, there's so much that happens there's so much difference that happens into that uh, so yeah as far as like saying it happened in between yeah for that time period that timeline has a different events that led to different situations things happen at different times and because of that shit goes different right now we probably like what super I think we're probably like I think five no not, not even five like three years or something like that we're about like three years with super all that could be condensed down and you said like what 10 years between uh dragon ball z and dragon ball gt it's supposed to be a 10 year difference but we're like what three years now with super you see how that just does not really quite add up type of thing yeah that's why i'm saying like bro like see see, (laughs) y'all doing too much now now i'm 12 to a point to where okay you're adding gt to the timeline um you are now over complicating things and speaking of over complicating things can we talk about um this arc here with the black star dragon balls where how about when they do try to go out and get the um, black star dragon ball they go they come across uh, all types of characters like this catfish dragon type dude and then there's these dancers and the uh, unitars and you come to find out okay uh, one of them stole one of the Blastar Dragon Balls you know the gang gotta go get it and then next thing you know you see all these different characters that you swear to god oh they must be the final boss like they must be the big boss of it all no it's always some bullshit right afterwards where it's like okay we defeated the um bad guy so can we have the dragon ball now like no there's another bad guy they were like a fucking witch doctor and then there's the whip that turned into this whip monster and then there's this this dude with the fucking i won't say karen fucking uh it's like this uh, soccer mom like uh haircut i don't know i don't fucking know i'm sorry and then you have fucking Doctor Mew, who looked like fucking uh, Doctor Dro. If it was like a paradox Pokemon version of it, <laughs> and then you come to find out that Doctor Mew was developing Baby, who is actually <clears throat> the one who's like, oh no, I'm not the one. Doctor Mew's not the one who created me. I'm the one who created Doctor Mew, and it's like fucking, it's like 
start to drill all over again to where how the fuck do you even implant your own brain into your body how do you how do you even do that and then okay i'm, I'm not going to go too deep into that but point being is that after that then you come to find out that oh uh baby is basically a parasite with but uh oh okay um give me a moment <clears throat> getting people wanting to jump on that's what's up uh, there you go. What's up, gentlemen? There we go. What's good? What's good? Yo. Oh, man. Y'all hop in uh, there do some time right now. JB's going on a full rant about the whole Dr. Mew, Dr. Giroux situation. No, I just didn't like how, okay, all these different villains, and I'm like, you just introducing one after another to a point where, like, this convoluted chain of events where it's like can we just get our dragon ball back please and then next thing you know they gotta fight this giant robot baby shit and i'm like what is going on with this art dog uh, so so what it sounds what it sounds like is that you that you didn't like the way uh dragon ball gt was going I it mean, didn't sound and it didn't feel like it was really going anywhere to be honest. It felt like it was dragging out to the next episode. Not with his first one, not with his first arc though. It's like it, it felt like they didn't really know what it wanted to be, but once you get introduced to baby properly, then it's like, oh, "Okay. Uh, okay. I, I'll listen to what y'all got to say now." <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like it's like one bad guy after another bad guy and you trying to figure out okay who's the boss of all this shit and it just ugh. I feel like Final Fantasy all over again pretty much <laughs> you'd be one villain you'd be like oh but my master is the one who <laughs> is the one behind it all yeah GT was all about Goku bro they didn't care about nothing else Goku so marketable true Oh, so really quick, let me just do a quick catch up for what we were specifically talking about that kind of led into this. Because we're talking about how the beginning of GT is, is supposed to be an absolute callback, albeit trying to be some type of copy of what this of how a story could have been for Dragon Ball per se. What I mean by that is we have Kid Goku again, who is you know a main character he's immensely powerful but extremely childish <clears throat> and we wind up having an actual reason for him being childish because everyone complains about super and the fact that goku's even more childish than he was in dragon ball z like he got dumber and it doesn't make sense versus in the fact that in gt goku did actually explain that because he's in a child's body aside from the fact that he's gotten weaker and now his super saiyan super super saiyan 2 and super saiyan 3 forms are just forms he has to go into in order to become somewhat on par with how strong he was back when he was an adult and then the fact that he's has mentioned as well that he's having to battle his childlike mind that he's like he has some maturity he still remembers that he's an adult but when he looks at things he's looking at things as a child again and it's very difficult for him to comprehend that so a lot of stuff a lot of times he winds up reverting back to childish antics and it's not that he necessarily wants to do it but it's more of his body is just doing that because he has a child's brain again he has a child's brain with more knowledge but it's still a child's brain nonetheless and 
how this was affecting him throughout the story throughout like the first arc because we're specifically focusing on just the first arc we've made mentions of baby but we haven't actually gotten into that arc specifically yet and also the timeline comparisons how the timelines are complete absolute bullshit and how technically the trunks and super is older like in the manga right now is technically older than trunks is in gt but then not and it's just absolute nonsensical confusing <laughs> in how that works we just kind of breeze past that one because like you know there's no real explanation into that the only example i gave was like how in no way home with uh spider-man and the fact that all those peter parkers were pulled from the same time period of their timelines but you have one that's been a full grown as adult that's been married and divorced one that's struggling college student and tom holland who's trying to get into college and just fucking graduate high school but all of them exist in the same time period of their timelines but all are still completely different ages because timeline events are me, just all different <laughs> let me fix that for let me at least fix that for like okay cool so here's the thing people as we all know now gt is canon GT is as much as it's supposed to be. It's canon. As wait a minute. Wait, know. what you say? Yeah, yes, yeah, we GT, were just talking about yes. that. I thought yes. it was non-canon. Yeah, no, yeah it, it's, canon. it's been canon since 2017. Like, um, yes. they were saying like, with no, it, no, correction. Let's let's correct that. It has not been canon since 2017. It was on the fence since 2017. It ah. became canon. It became canon relatively in 2023. That's when it was officially made canon. But, however, before now, it was on the fence because, hey, Super Saiyan 4 showed up in Heroes and such. So they were like, well, is it a possibility? It's probably going to happen because in Heroes, if it's showing up there, then it's probably going to show up everywhere else. So, yeah, that's when it legit got recognized as canon. Now, as we all know, Super plays out relatively before the, before the incidents in GT. So, to fix the trunk issue, the trunks that's in GT is little trunks that's in Super. Not grown trunks that we see comes from the future, little trunks. The amount of inconsistencies and plot holes are of legend. That the thing is, is right, the thing is, right, before you go into this, and I say wholeheartedly to anybody, if you're trying to connect it by plot and everything else in between, stop. Because they're nine times out of ten fixing to redo GT to make sure okay. everything goes smoothly. Okay. Yeah, that's I got, a, I got a question. I got a question, GT falls, I got a question for you, Talos. Hold on. GT falls relatively in line. The current GT falls relatively in line right after Z. Not after Super. Even though Super is said to fall in before GT. If you're going to do an a if you're going to go by a linear timeline. That's where they say super is supposed to happen. But super can't super relatively can't happen right now the way it's supposed to until they fix GT. relatively canon to how the main timeline is going okay tell us hold on um so with that being said do you think that's what they're trying to do with dragon ball diamond trying to fix gt that way 
possibly. There's a poss- there's one possible thing that they're trying to that's one possible thing that they're trying to do. That's what a lot of us are theorizing. Hey, this could be the new GT. This is basically how they're going to fix GT in the sense of the word and bring it full circle back into things. But at the same time though, I'm not looking for that. Reason being I'm not looking for it is because as far as I'm concerned, it's still going to relatively be, hey, this is super, but now we're just bringing Super Saiyan 4 into this thing. We're bringing uh, aspects of GT over here, so that way you'll know this is this is how GT folded. So, quick question. How they how they just going to forget they can fly? What do you mean? They just, they forgot they can fly. When? In when? GT. In GT. When? That's the one thing I remember. I, they forgot they could fly. It was a whole bunch of plot holes. It was the inconsistencies. Goku turned into a little kid for no reason. How is it that they forgot that they could fly? Because they forgot they forgot they forgot they could fly. Somebody somebody had to mention it to them. They could fly. They've always could fly. As per, maybe that was like a third condition at one point in the story, like, but bro, maybe not like the whole time. Like, I mean, bro, they could still fly. Like, bro, you just you just fly. Yeah, I, I can only think of two reasons. One, they might have been on a planet that restricted that for some weird reason, whether a change in key flow. Yeah. Or two, I, I for, comedic, for like comedic effect, or just like, hey, did you guys forget that we could fly? Oh, yeah, I forgot. And it was supposed to be just a comedic thing. I don't think it was comedic. I remember, I was like, bro, oh, why they ain't just fly? You, you know you could just fly, right? Was that like just for one episode or something? Because yeah, I think it was just for one episode. Yeah, it, was in the, it was in the beginning, though. It was like... Yeah. The that was, like I said, then that was for comedic effect then. Yeah, proper comedic yeah, effect. Especially that early on. If it wasn't like multiple episodes or something, that was for comedic effect. So yeah. I would remember that shit. Like, I was like, bro. I was like, bro. I said, like, man, I ain't watching this no more. <laughs> and, the thing, and the thing about it is when you're saying that uh, Goku was turned into a kid for no reason, that's false. Goku was there was a reason. reason. Yeah, yeah, we are. Man, we had already we, seen Big Goku, bro. We didn't want no little <laughs> Goku again. But that's the thing, though. So look, remember, uh, just because we already recapped this, I'm gonna be real quick so we can try to move forward. My bad. Um, Pilaf changed Goku into a kid by mistake when he hit the Black Star Dragon Balls. It wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't the wish that Pilaf wanted. He wanted to have world domination and shit and be young, forever young. But in the pandas. But the thing about it is, it is the fact that he he wound up like getting angry and was like, "That he said, damn it, Goku, I wish you were a kid again." And then the dragon granted the wish. So, but the point of it is, is to be able to be a plot point for the for the show itself. Even the fact that the the driving force is the fact they have to get the the black star dragon balls back, otherwise the planet is going to blow up, and they have a time limit, one year. And the hindrance is that the ultra powerful Goku, who could just use instant transmission and teleport to different shits, and just is so powerful he can go to each of these planets and bust them down like they're nothing, is now hindered because he's in a kid body. And like I mentioned earlier, he has to now go Super Saiyan up to Super Saiyan three just to get to somewhat on par to the power that he originally had because his kid body greatly restricted. So there is reasoning for it. Was it best executed? At the beginning, no. Once we've got like further on, like once we get to baby, once we really got dive into the baby arc, now is when we have a better execution of 
Kid Goku is he's heavily restricted and he knows he's heavily restricted, but he still has the responsibilities that adult power Goku is supposed to have. And he's having to try to figure this out, which leads to the introduction of finally Super Saiyan 4. So we get points into that. So it, it wasn't best executed in the first arc. I can agree on that. That that was not it was not best executed, but there can't say that there was no reason. There was a purpose for it. Now it you know what they really needed? They needed somebody that could lead them. They needed somebody like a captain. And as the resident captain, I know I would have been able to lead them. (laughs) Captain Professor Tuck Ackerman, third cousin on my dad's side. Goodbye, Tuck, because I promise to God. I got promise. Esquire. Every episode, he has to mention his. He has to mention some new names. Because I have to, I have to let them know that I am an Ackerman. I discovered it when I, I did. I took I a DNA you, test. To no, it's, it's a felony to impersonate a military officer. It's a felony, uh, to, it's a felony to impersonate a military officer. I want you to know. Uh, I do want mean? It was handed down to me. You are from, not a captain. You are not a captain. You are not a captain. Oh my god! To be a professor. It, so, I, I'm a captain too. and a professor and an esquire. Oh my god, you too. you too. Look, let's get back into this real quick. So we got a chance to dive into explanation for Goku. I really want to get a chance to explain a little bit more as far as my viewpoints into the purpose of Trunks and Pan. Okay, so the reason so Trunks it winds up going back for Dragon Ball where we had Bulma, obviously you know being her son and shit but more so the fact that we have to have a super genius who every now and again has to have dumb moments because he has a lot of book smarts is does have more like common sense than everyone else but at the same time still occasionally falls short but is the leader for technically being the oldest technically in this aspect so literally comparing it to dragon ball that's what trunks's role was at the beginning of the arc and that's one of the also main reasons why it felt very boring because it's like it was better executed with Bulma because of the fact that obviously during that time period, those jokes, we was able to get by with a lot of those other jokes and stuff. There was obviously a lot of panty jokes and Goku slapping the pussy. We get that. Um, <laughs> we do yeah, have fan that. service. <laughs> fan service. <laughs> you can't get that with Trunks. It's just realistically, you couldn't get that with Trunks. There was no... There was no extra comedic effect. His comedic effect always always led to him trying to bring things back serious. So he was the person that was supposed to be like the captain and seriousness into it. But you're also supposed to be serving the role how Boma was back in Dragon Ball. It didn't mix well. It was one, it was like you got to pick your poison. Like what what are you going to do? Are you going to serve this role or are you going to be the serious person that keeps things together? It's like you, and if you're trying to be both, you have to be some type of balance, and there was no real balance into it. And quickly mentioning Pan, Pan served the role that Krillin did. I'm strong, but nowhere near as strong as the other two, but I'm still going to try my best to hold my own while every now and again being the damsel in distress. Let's be real. So, so I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, Bruh, I don't see that. I'm sorry. That that's relatively more <laughs> so reverse. Every now and then, like it's it's like up. almost all the fucking time. Like I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna be real with you. The only reason why I say I don't really see that as far as how Trunks is. Trunks, yeah, trying to be the leader. 
Stewart, but he more so served the Krillin role than Pain did. Like, in in once again, this is just me. He served more so as Krillin than Pan did in a lot of sense because Pan took on the Bowman role. Pan relatively took on that Bowman role. Like, and I'm talking about the goofy aspect of the Bowman role. Yeah, true. True. Uh, the funny thing is, and here's the funny thing about this Pan was being objectified subtly. But not on the level like Boma in the in the way that we're used to. Because think about it, you just said yourself with the whole panties and uh, uh, panty shots and whatnot with um, Boma. That was one thing back in Dragon Ball. But with Pan, it's like it's different. We can't like sexualize her, but she did get objectified when we got to that part where uh, she got made into a doll and um, that creepy dude with the uh, soccer mom, Herika, was like trying to uh, keep him for a collection and whatnot. Like, that's kind of how I saw it nowadays with my adult brain because, oh, I see what they're doing with this one right here. See, it's one thing to where she's supposed to be set up as the damsel in distress, so now she's literally being objectified in this episode. Mm. But, again, that's like a weird way to do so, and I'm like, honestly, with Pan, she's just a kid, so... I don't know why you even going that route with her anyway, so just to see. I mean, it's still old. Like GT came out what ninety three? Oh crap. Yeah, because um that would be like ninety three. Nah, GT I, I GT I think was out later than that. I think GT was out like ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Still, I think, pretty much like the early ninety yeah. time period. Where it was like in Dragon Ball, like you could get away with stuff like that. Just trying to see how it might go. Okay, but yeah, I can see on Jimmy on that Talos, and that actually makes it even to me, and I honestly even worse. Because <laughs> now it's just more so the fact. Okay, Pan takes on the Bone Roll, and then Trunks takes on the Krillin Roll. That makes it even worse. That just really makes it to the point of like, what the fuck were y'all doing when y'all were writing this? Like, what was really happening into this? And it goes back to like JB had mentioned this earlier before y'all had hopped on was the fact that even during the interview, they talked about the fact they really had no idea exactly what was about to happen. It was kind of a pitched idea and they started off and just trying to see what would happen. And it wasn't really like Toriyama does get credit for helping out with some GT, but he doesn't really start getting involved until the baby arc. That's when you actually like you can also feel that okay, that feels like there's definitely more story to this. It feels like there's some depth and growth into it. And even though Toriyama's like he did not come up with the concept for Super Saiyan 4, but he does like it. Um, he didn't come up with the full concepts into how is that how all the designs and stuff were. He did have some more involvement during that time, which is you can feel that there is a difference in that. It does feel like okay, I feel like I'm finally getting back into like Dragon Ball again. Like I finally feel like I'm getting into a story that I can follow. And it's not just a bunch of random nonsense. Like I also mentioned earlier too, that I'm just... the, the planet hopping, the fir- whole first arc, literally back in Dragon Ball Z, when Krillin, Bulma and Gohan were trying to find planet Namek, those filler episodes were significantly more entertaining than the first arc of GT. Bruh. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, uh, that's a nice way to put it. Uh, I can only imagine Toriyama uh, being like, okay, we'll give y'all a chance to 
do this fan-made Dragon Ball story. 16 episodes in, I'm like, okay, bro, um, y'all need to let me in on this because I can't have y'all um, besmirching my legacy like this. Pretty much. Remember, that was the main reason. The reason that he said he made Super was that GT was already getting questionable. So then when Dragon Ball Evolution came out, he was like, I do not want my franchise to be remembered like this. <laughs> I don't want that to be the final taste that people remember of my series. <laughs> so he came up with Super. So he and Toyotoro came up with Super. So it's like, GT was a questionable point. Evolution was the absolute damnation of the point. <laughs> that was like, we need to do some shit. Hold on a second, they fucking up my stuff too much. This ain't working. Oh man! Oh yeah! Uh, I forgot that uh, while we were talking about all these different this rose gallery of villains that trying to inconvenience <laughs> the game, I forgot that there was uh, one villain that I thought was going to be the main villain, but he got sidelined real quick. Um, what was his name? General Dildo? I mean, um, <laughs> General Rildo, right? Oh, General, I do remember. Yeah, they did because they tried to hype him up for a little bit, and then he was like absolutely like nothing. At that point, that was pretty. That was a pretty. It was the first point that I felt like we might been going somewhere, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe this series ain't worth it. <laughs> and it's like, how do you get rid of a villain that you, like? I'm not even gonna say a good villain. You can't say he was good, but it felt like it was probably gonna be something. Finally, but like, oh, okay, we finally have something that we're sticking with. It's not just random hopping and shit. Oh, I got this Dragon Ball. You know, I get it. It's supposed to be the Dragon Ball adventure. You're supposed to be getting the Black Star Dragon Balls to save the planet. I he get wasn't it. exactly a good villain, but he didn't feel like the villain of the week. He he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He definitely didn't feel like the worst villains that was that we had already had at this point. Like every other planet was just like it was just one of those ones that I kind of was like, damn, just blow up the planet, take the ball, and just keep it moving. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no. pretty much. It felt pointless into that. Okay, so we trashed on the first arc, but let's just be realistic. It just obviously into that. But we just had to say what we gotta say about this first arc because really I wanna say like um this first sixteen episodes and then everything afterward, which is like twenty-three or so episodes, that's the real meat and potatoes, the baby saga. That's what we're really here for. Yeah, that's when we finally get into something. Well now we finally have okay. Saiyans have been introduced. Saiyans are now a thing again. Because in this case, we were just like, oh, they're Earthlings and stuff. But now we're back to, okay, Saiyans are important now. And we get an understanding of, oh, the Saiyans destroyed this planet. There was like very few survivors. And now we wind up having the introduction to Baby, the genetically modified creature. Pretty much we get a chance to be like, okay, we're finally getting back to like literally the androids sell and understanding why it is that they were actually a, a very interesting threat again. Like, bringing them back before Super 17, because we're not really talking about Super 17 on this episode, but still. It's hey, just more you know what? like... You know what's <laughs> funny about this? Even though GT came before Super, it's really funny how we're getting this whole, oh, let's get revenge on the Saiyans arc again um, <laughs> when you get to Super and get to the Granola, the Survivor arc. This is so, true. This yeah. is true. A lot of people don't like the Saiyans for taking over their planet and all that. I mean, when you're employed by Frieza to go to these planets and enslave them and sell the planet, like that's just 
you you obviously you hey. hate the you hate the person, but you hate the messenger too. Like that's just really what it is. Hey, listen, listen. If if the Saiyans was like the soldiers from the X Men movies, and essentially, uh, Baby and Granola is looking at um uh, looking at the whole thing is like I'm gonna get revenge on y'all and then it's like wait hold on um they were just following orders and I'm like I've been at the mercy of uh, men following orders never again pretty much that's, that's what it kind of felt like where it's essentially like yeah they were following the orders of Frieza but then again isn't always been the saying stick like is that hasn't that always been the Saiyans thing to where we just take over planets anyways? Like uh the only difference is we're under new management. If we're following to GT, there wasn't too much that was dived into that. It was more so the fact that yeah, Saiyans popped up in every other planet. It wasn't so much of a reasoning of why it is they did it, because a lot of the Saiyans did just enjoy destroying planets, like destroying the people. They took pride in it, like the Viltrumites. <laughs> it's just kind of how it worked out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh no, I think this also might be a good question for Talos. So you've been kind of—I see that you—you kind of like biding your time. Do you have something you specifically wanted to mention into this one? Oh, 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 oh. no, 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 no! Get your points out. Like I said, when I go in, I'm going. Mm-hmm. In. So go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, so where are we with this? Okay, so essentially, uh, baby um, was doing like big brain moves to where okay, you thought that baby was undefeated when uh, it got blasted in that uh, incubator tube, but turns out that baby has been affecting uh, a lot of life forms. In fact, funny enough, while Goku, Trunks, and Pan was doing their adventure out in space trying to find the Black Star Dragon Ball. Baby already made his way to Earth and started infecting people to try to get to um, Earth's strongest, you know, Gohan, Vegeta, Goten. By the way, Goten with the fucking uh, haircut trying to get the ladies and shit. I'm like, okay, Goten, I see you, man. Trying to take out the young I guess. <laughs> but point being is that with Baby, he was one of the more interesting villains in the entire Dragon Ball Rogue Gallery because, okay, here's a villain to where he's basically the ruler of the Tuffle people's uh, DNA is encoded into this parasite and basically just go out trying to um, basically absorb all these sayings so we can take over the planet and whatnot but the funny thing about this and i know we kind of jump all over the place with the baby saga but uh i just got to get it out there the whole thing is uh, i just love how baby in the attempt to uh revent to avenge his people from the sayings taking over and ravaging their planet became the very thing it sought out to destroy you know a rampaging giant golden ape that's just destroying everything just because. Mm. I found that, yeah. I found that interesting. Like poetic irony. That's why. <clears throat> I can that's see in there. 
I can see in that. I would say he was very specific about just wanting to destroy what the, the home that the plant that the Saiyans called home. Um, wouldn't necessarily as much as um absorbing, but more so in the fact of hive mind. Because the thing about it is, with it being a replica, um, mechanical replicating parasite, everybody had a single mind that kind of worked things together. Except and and then just like answer to baby as the host. And <clears throat> why well, can't even say hive mind? They didn't have the exact same mind, but they all knew that they had to serve the main parasite per se. They they knew they had to mainly serve him. It it was more like a symbi. I thought it was more like a symbiotic relationship. But yeah, I'd probably say that too. Yeah, I mean, because he he takes over their mind. And the thing about it is, is that remember for like for Wait, a no, moment, it's parasitic because only he's getting the benefits <laughs> of uh, controlling the host. So it's parasitic. Yeah. And they, you could see also like when he was taking over Vegeta and when he was taking over Gohan, that it was like they were trying their best to fight it and do what they can. But it's like there's only so much you can do from a parasite in your head. Hell, there was only so much Goku could do from fucking heart disease. Like in the end, your body is still the outside of your body. Your key control helps protect you and shit. But once something's inside, there's not much you can do about that. That shit is just gone. You're gonna have to go to like a doctor or a specialist for that shit to try to really help out. But um, I definitely say into that aspect, yeah. Um, he, that poetic justice seemed pretty cool. I will say, baby definitely had more control, especially with it being kind of funny in well, the aspect. Hold on, of, uh, yeah. hold on. There's, there's a theory behind that because the thing is, <laughs> Goku and his uh, grade eight form, he didn't have that much control. But remember, way back in Dragon Ball Z, when Vegeta attacked Earth. And he had great control over the great ape. So, of course, Baby would have uh, control over his great ape form by conjunction. That too. I think, but Baby also specifically mentioned that he said, I'm a parasite taking over the body. He's like, even though the body goes through these transformations, I'm still always in control no matter what because I'm taking over the body too. So, yeah, I can see that theory. But, I mean, Baby did specifically state that... I have control. I just wanted to see what it was like to rampage, just to see what it was, just to see what it would feel like. And it was kind of fun, type of thing. At least as far as like the English translation version. I I only watched the English dub all the way up until after the baby arc, only all the way up to the baby arc, because I think that's all that was shown in Tsunami at the time. And so then I only watched the sub once we got like Super 17. So I don't know. Actually, even yet to this point to this day, I still don't know exactly what the sub translation was really is as far as the whole baby arc. I only know the English dub. I'm about to say, wait, well, hold on. I'm pretty sure that um, they dubbed it all the way to the end. So it might have been at a time to where, okay, you're about to take it off. Um, tsunami. Um, by the time you got into it, I don't know. But I remember perfectly clearly that. Uh, I remember watching Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta going a good uh, Omega Shenron in dub. So I'm like, you pro- I'm saying you probably did, but at the same time, it's it's okay. Like I mean, I, for me it was different growing up. Like I had lost ca- I had lost cable at a time. So I, once I lost cable, I could only watch sub. Um, by that point, online or from like at my friend's house and stuff. But. Will wind up happening as far as like that's what I was just saying is like as far as the dub I remember him just only saying that he specifically said 
that is because he was a parasite and he could still he still this is a host body and he still takes over that and that's the reason why he had control into it so i can see the theory but i, I remember in the dub him specifically saying that Talos, you have unmuted do you have all something right. all right so so like i said i gave y'all plenty of my time now it's time now it's time to give so excuse me a moment uno momento Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, for those of y'all that's about to hear this, understand this is a chronological catch-up. And what I mean by a chronological catch-up, we're going to put this now within Super's time frame reference. We're going to place this within the modern time zone because for some of you, trying to put it back into the old, old way, yes, it's going to be confused because you're going to sit there and be like, nah, but this don't fit now. How did this fit? So it's out the window. So, let us begin, shall we? So, first things first, with the whole damn baby situation, right? Cool. Let us be real. Because of how they done shit, baby would never actually be able to control uh, Ozaru. So, that would technically be a, be a brand new type of fusion. Even though it looks like a gray ape, it's not a gray ape. Even if it's in Vegeta's body. Because of how they've written Super, because of how they've written Heroes, it wouldn't be the way that the way that it went in GT. This is why I said what I said earlier. Because of how they've done things, GT is going to need a whole lot of fixing. Right now, it's metaphorically canon, which means, by all accounts, hey, this is what should have happened. Technically, it happened, but that also just basically says, hey, Heroes is canon because of how it went. That's basically just showing what the Heroes Goku went through or Xeno Goku went through. So, on that scale, we're going to, on that scale, to help y'all even further, we're going to put it like this. GT what is known what we have now basically falls towards heroes timeline super it's gt has not happened yet and technically if we're gonna say uh super's gt hasn't happened um technically then when it comes back that will probably be its version of gt where moro and all of those come in that's gonna probably be that gt <laughs> Spoiler alert! Just, just saying. That's probably going to be our GT for this side of things. So, kicking it off even further, I want to say this: Baby was one of those villains that literally sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> Baby was one of those villains that literally was like, "Hey, on paper, motherfucker, look good." This motherfucker looks dope. We got us one, ladies and gentlemen. This gonna be a broken ass villain. But then you realize this is just a little bitty ass child on a temper tantrum because hey, I, my people are gone. So now I'm gonna try to hurt your folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna do to you what you did to me. But when your race about not taking that type of revenge, oh wait, but you did though, didn't you? 
I think it would even be funnier to also mention to go back as far as what um, JB was saying earlier too, because it's, it's still true. Is the fact that baby is a parasite and is a is a parasite that actually has the mind. Uh, it contained the the Truffle King's memories that had and why he had been taken over by the parasite. So yeah, like you said as far as just the baby throwing a temper tantrum, yeah, it's it's a child throwing a temper tantrum with somebody else's memories. Still technically not the king taking revenge on <laughs> somebody else. It's really it's more like a fail safe being activated to where oh well we'll see who have the last laugh when my parasite baby um takes over your people and blah 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 blah. But it wasn't even his parasite baby. It was it was a whole nother. It was just a parasite that just affected him. He took his memories. <laughs> Could have been anybody. <laughs> When I think about it in that as I try not to think about it in that aspect because I want to maybe to be like a good vil- to be like a good villain, but that's why. Okay, yeah, so see, here's the thing, though, right? Here's, here's the thing, right? The thing about that is, hey, excuse me. The thing about that is, it's like, hey, yeah, he the parasite is actually a tough one. Mm-hmm. Remember, by GT standards, notwithstanding in 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 the timeline it is, it's still a it's still a tough. One. Yeah. Even if you don't want to count it as one, it's a tough. One. Now, putting it into Super's timeline, no, it's not. That means it's something else. So technically, what would Baby be? Because Baby isn't just a normal parasite. It's a race. It comes from somewhere. It'll be like Breeze's race to where it's like there's not really an actual name for what it is, but it's a thing. I probably just say like more like Venom as far as parasites that enhance to take over people's bodies and shit. Because well, because in because you got to think in GT's timeline, they actually called it. It's a tuffle. Even if he was even if he was a parasitic tuffle, he was a tuffle. He was still a part of their race already. And the only thing is, as far as his race goes, he took he basically went and infected the king before the king died, so that way he could retain the king's memories. True. So it's like, yeah, hey, I'm just gonna save my race. But technically, you're not a part of your race. <laughs> Cause you never really technically had a body yourself. Like this just got a whole lot more complicated than it was supposed to. <laughs> I mean, like, keep in mind, Baby technically designed himself uh, when he had Doctor Muse. Like, okay, I'm gonna need you to finish making my body for me. So I'm like, bro, what the? It, it was like when I was saying like with Doctor Jerome uh, implanting his own brain into his body. Like, how the fuck do you even do that? But we talked about that before. It was like you could have a machine do it. <clears throat> Because remember, he made Android 19 before he made him. So he probably just programmed Android 19 to take his brain out of his body and put it in the robot body. That's the only explanation I can give you on that. <laughs> I wish there was just a canonical explanation, though. Like, I'm like... Otherwise, <laughs> that just left up the interpretation. Like, that could have... It could have been... <laughs> kind of... I don't know. But, yeah, you know, your way, at least... Okay. 
he was like nine and nineteen was uh, like an assistant. Okay, okay, I can roll with that. But yeah, <laughs> continuing on, continuing yeah. my slight technical rant here. Secondly, <laughs> uh, baby was so fucking weak. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. You know, he not even old. not even a slight bit of a maybe. No, baby was so fucking weak. Because as you would see, when he actually started to fight Goku, when he would fight Goku, the motherfucker acted like he ran out of energy. Like he was literally acting like he ran out of fucking energy. Like, hey, yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm knocking a couple of licks on you. All right, Goku gets back up. Let me hit your head. Oh, my I need more energy. I need more blood sweat. <laughs> the hell, yo? <laughs> so, yeah. Technically, your man was weak. Sure, we're not talking about some of the other, some of the other ones, but compared to it, he was... Mm, well, mm. keep, in mind, keep in mind what I mentioned already before, too. One of the things, the biggest plot points into it was the fact that Goku was fighting, when he, especially when he was first fighting Baby, was specifically in the fact that he was still in his child body that's significantly weaker than what his adult body was supposed to be. That could be the only real way to kind of go about that. <laughs> But yeah, as far as because once he got Super Saiyan four, he was wiping the floor with um, he was wiping the floor, baby, until they got the grade eight part. And then even then, can I pause? admitted. Yeah. Can I pause right there and say I like how the way they go about trying to have Goku go Super Saiyan four was I re- I forgot how they went about it until I remember. Hold on, did Elder Kai and. Kabito Kai, whatever he's going by, did they really just get like a big ass pair of pliers and pull the fucking tail out of his ass? Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> right at the top I'm like, hold on, why they have that? Why haven't they done that in Super yet? <laughs> because remember in Super, they specifically talked about that. Actually, they're like, "How come you don't have the tails?" And it was like, you know, Vegeta went through this whole explanation that the tails is only as a fail was their fail safe is the um, is literally the Saiyans fail safe to where in order to protect themselves they could become an Uzuru. But the thing about it is, is that once they've outgrown that power, they no longer need the tails anymore, and so because they no longer need it, they don't grow it back. <laughs> so Vegeta, Vegeta actually did explain it in um in Super Y. It's a pretty funny explanation, but still. It's like, do y'all want GT to be canon or not? Because it just kind of feels like with Super, they trying to rewrite GT, but at the same time, you're telling me um years later, um because keep in mind Super was running back in 2015. And we're now finding out in 2023 that okay, yeah, it's it's officially canon. Uh, GT is officially canon. So it's almost like you were trying to write to a point to where you're trying to rewrite GT in a way to make it seem like oh yeah, that's not definitely happening. But oh yeah, it's now definitely happening. Like it's part of the timeline. And I'm like, yeah, 
this is why um, some people or some of the critics say that when you start messing with multiverse stories, shit's gonna get sloppy at some point, like in one form or but another. See, but see, okay, but see, Jet, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's the thing. Fans are trying to put it in line with Super. That's the part of it. You're not supposed to. This is not a spacing out of multiverse theories and everything else. No, 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 no. There's an easy, there's an easy, simple thing for this. One, this right now, the one that we have is not full canon to Super's timeline. It's not. It's metaphorically canon. It's canon, however, throughout all standpoints of it, but it's not the canon that you are looking for. This one no, goes this is for more, you oh, know, goes say, for, um, for the hero's timeline. Right. Like the whole point being is that um realizing that okay, so what they're going for is with super this gonna okay, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, that's the main timeline. Heroes DT and whatever else, like maybe Xenoverse, even that's like Marvel's what if to us, to where it's like it's canon, it's not but even, not to the main timeline. I, I get how you're trying to put it, I get how you're trying to put it, but it's it's not even a what if, it's, it still goes the main areas Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, those are the main areas. Then you branch out. One area goes to Super and whatever comes after Super. Another goes to GT and then Heroes. <coughs> from and from there, legitimately, like it's where, and I, I say this wholeheartedly, it's where for the sake of GT, it, it, it's where legit. You can see where GT and Super are basically almost the same thing. Only difference is one is where Goku actually became a kid. One is where Goku did not. Because if you look at the Super Saiyan 4 powers, and then you look at the Super Saiyan God powers, damn near similar. So similar in fact. So they dare say that Super Saiyan 4 fusion between Gogeta is wound up having red hair is pretty much on par with Super Saiyan God powers. Is it? <laughs> Who knows? Look, before but, uh, side note, before y'all even get to it, these fucking power scalers and fanboys, please don't. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Because if you do it, I promise to God, and I have to hear about it, me and you gonna have a conversation. I've already cussed out several of you. Uh, and y'all know. Y'all know who y'all are. I've cussed out several of you already because y'all so damn stupid. But that's another rant for another day. I'm not gonna do that here. Tell us. But going back into what Talos was saying earlier, as far as about baby being kind of weak, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be that aspect into it when you think about the point of. The, the main thing about it is it was Goku, Pan, and Trunks versus everybody. So it's like, by this point, Gohan was still no much no stronger than Super Saiyan 2. 
Um, literally, by this point, Vegeta, before he wound up getting those Tesla beams, I call them Tesla beams. I, I know it wasn't Tesla beams, but for the sake of it, Tesla beams. <laughs> the Puma fucking created. In order to create, in order to try to force him into the... um. To try to force him into the Super Saiyan 4 form. Because keep in mind on this one. In Super, Vegeta doesn't go Super Saiyan 3. Because, and he's actually admitted it. Because he he can. He says he has found out how to. But he doesn't do it because of how much energy drain it is. It's the same reason that Goku doesn't use it so much in Super anymore either. Um, he still uses it every now and again. But he really tries not to use it unless he really feels the need to. But Vegeta just does not use it because he's like, it's an absolute energy drain. He has unlocked it in Super. In GT, Vegeta could not go past the strength that he had in his Majin form. <clears throat> so that's one thing to keep in mind onto that. So by this point, Goku even unlocking Super Saiyan 4, forcing his body back into adulthood in order to have, in order to control that mass amount of power was significantly stronger than baby and the issue wound up being was goku played around in that form i still find it funny one of the biggest things about this dude admitted so much damn power that he looked at himself in the mirror and the mirror cracked from the sheer no just not just cracked shattered from the sheer power that he has (laughs) (laughs) it was like nigga all i did was look at you and you like i am not worthy (laughs) to gaze upon your reflection (laughs) And then it's fucking shattered and shit. I don't know. But like, keep in mind too is the fact that Super Saiyan 4 during this period as well, Goku has admitted this before. Well, he admitted it mostly in Super. He admitted to to Frieza. You get a new form, but you don't practice it enough. All you're doing is wasting your energy and wasting your power. And that's what wound up happening because he just went Super Saiyan 4. He did not have a chance to really feel out how the power works feel out how he could conserve his energy into it like he's done with super saiyan so the thing about it is is that by the time we got grade 8 baby like vegeta baby goku literally admitted he said i've used up entirely too much of my power (laughs) he's like i was really playing around i shouldn't have did that and i fucked up (laughs) to the point that literally trunks and pan had to give him some energy back in order to try to help him Oh yeah, Marcia, um, I'm gonna tell you right now. This 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 is relatively <laughs> the most silly stuff of all. Okay, I'm gonna turn into a great eight. <laughs> okay, I right, cool. Now I, I I've turned into a great eight. I'm I'm super strong. Da, 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 da. All right, for those of us at the time, you know, we really weren't thinking about this. Like, you know, hey, yeah. Oh shit, he can control the Super Saiyan powers too now. Oh my god, baby is so fucking strong. Me, an intellectual, now in this age. You stupid bitch. <laughs> basically, you basically gave the you woke Vegeta up and said, Hey, here's your body back. All you got to do is reach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even a uh, bro. Like if you think, if you sit there and think about it, right? Look at every time what happens to a saint, right? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. He had control of Vegeta's body. Vegeta had no qualms. So basically, hey, I fight Goku. I'm not even gonna step out. Once you set forth to disrespect a saint, 
especially a saying like Vegeta where his pride is on the line and you go and you reach a potential that he's never reached before what happens Vegeta does what alright now I need to surpass you what happened after that Vegeta took back his whole entire body and split so this is just a repeat of his quote-unquote brainwashing by Bobby to where, yeah, you know, I'm only allowing you to do this if it means getting a power boost. Pretty much. I just, I'm just, I just want my power boost out of this. Pretty that, much. That right there. I just want my Zenkai <laughs> boost out of this. That's it. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know Honestly, what? Yeah, I'm not even mad because that that's just Vegeta. I, I expect this from Vegeta at this point. True. Not now, not not Vegeta and Super, but you know, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't notice that uh, at the time with Baby, but now that I think about it, I can't even be mad because you know this is not new for Vegeta. He will, whatever it takes to um beat Goku apparently. And by the way, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna say this anyway. Y'all seen the um newest um chapter of Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. So why are we hitting the spoiler right now? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, it's not like this episode gonna be out anytime soon because you know wow. I'm not edit. <laughs> like, I'm just at, I'm just saying because you know how um, Goku and Vegeta had their training, and then after the training, Vegeta started feeling himself, and I'm like, bro, really? You you're really milking this one dub? <laughs> He always going to. Of course he is. That chapter so is that's cool. what I'm saying. Like, you know what? I'm not even surprised if Vegeta feels that way. I'm like, hey, yo, you know what? If a Zenkai boost is on the table, fuck it. Have my body. That's hilarious. <laughs> I whore myself out with power. Keep in mind, also, at this point, the fact that one thing I want I was trying to mention is the fact that Baby never could fully control that power into it. Like it was like if you do want to just sticking with the mindset of he was a parasite just controlling a rampage body, forcing the rampage to stop, forcing it to speak the way he wants it to speak because he's an external being just controlling the brain. Uh, literally, baby could not turn Vegeta into a Super Saiyan four. The furthest he could get was just to get into the Great Eight form, like getting to that super powered form when he like condensing down and shit. That still was no, he could never get Vegeta to an actual Super Saiyan 4. It just wasn't possible. This, you have to have an absolute total control of that power for that shit to kind of happen, per se. Because even, okay, so let's put it in this way. I'm going to be honest onto it. I know, considering the fact that Super Baby Vegeta, that that whole weird costume, Futuristic costume with the oh. white hair and the random red stripes on the face. Because y'all, y'all kept making me forget, but I was mean to point that out to where. <laughs> am I the only one that's thinking like, "Hey, yo, uh, Vegeta with the uh, face, you know, the change in the face and the eyes and the hair." Okay, when he still had the like the tank top and all that shit, intimidate. I, I like that. Okay, but then. When they started look more like baby, and then he just got a um, all that shit. Like no, no, no. Now y'all getting ridiculous with it. Like y'all had something at first, but then now y'all getting ridiculous with it. Bruh, I, I yes, like no, no joke on that. That was one of those ones. Like I absolutely hated the design. Like I really hated the design. 
I was like, bro, what the fuck is with? I, I mean, said, what's this it, armor? Was, it didn't even what look like it? fucking Vegeta by the time he got the power absorption and all this other shit. I'm like, bro, this did not even look like Vegeta. Like, <laughs> it's almost like Dude. the sentiment behind it just was just lost by the time he just kept absorbing all the other uh, people. You know, they were absorbing Gohan and Goten and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, you know, you know when a power boost is so powerful that it fixes Vegeta's tape line, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He went from receding hairline to Mohawk. Yes. Literal Mohawk. This nigga gave him a fucking like combo. He had the fucking kill Yeah, the comb over the Mohawk look. <laughs> he did. And then, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I'm transform." That one thing that I never understood is how is it you transforming gives you armor? I ain't never understood no shit like that before in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's the parasite. The parasite has exo armor too. Like, so if I rip off the armor, do I rip off the parasite too? I'm just, just questioning because this armor's been damaged and never grew. But you keep that in mind. When the armor got damaged, it didn't fix itself. So how the fuck did you get armor and transformation? The only person in Dragon Ball who has canonically the powers to just fucking spawn clothes is Piccolo. <laughs> it's the only motherfucker who can do some shit like that. I, I, I don't <laughs> see. This is why I just... I know, look, I was saving it because I was like, I know I really am going to talk about this one. I said, we're going to talk about this one. Because me, I, I promise you, I was one of those days. I was I was so hella confused. I was like, um, what? <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm going Super Saiyan and then spawn shoulder pads. I'm like, from where? Nick, wait. <laughs> it ain't never happened before. How you go Super Saiyan and spawn random clothing outfits? That don't make no damn sense. <laughs> to say. I mean, but then again, like, okay, when they when they had the Patara, at least with the Patara, um, when Goku and Vegeta did that, okay, their clothing kind of makes sense. It would be like, okay, just the inverse of what Goku would wear. And a little bit with Vegeta's um, boots and gloves. Okay, that Man. makes sense. But then I'm, you get to Gogeta and you're like, where the fuck does that vest come from? I am now upset because fuck you, JB. <laughs> The only thing you're doing right now is literally confirming what Talos just said about the fact that it's a whole nother form of fusion because, goddammit, the vest looks very similar to the fucking Patara fusion vest. <laughs> no, not Patara fusion. To the fucking um, uh, fusion dance vest. Yeah. God damn it is another version of it. Oh my god, him going Super Saiyan was just more of a fusion. Fuck you, Talos. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the clothes came from. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Super Saiyan. No, I'm going to become more of a fusion. That's what the hell this was. <laughs> No, I mean, that's what, what baby, that's what baby technically was when he was with Vegeta. He was a fusion. That's right, Chilling. <laughs> like, that's legit. He was, he was more so of a fusion. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm not a different form. I'm not a different person. I'm just a fusion dance. Pretty much. <laughs> you, now it makes more sense, and now I'm even more upset. Fusion. Do the fusion. <laughs> So hold on. 
Hold on, hold on. Do the fusion dance. So let's keep this in mind on this. So now we actually, so now we have like, we could put this on scales of fusions. So we have Patara fusion that mixes your clothes together for whatever fucking reason. It just does that. And then we have the fusion dance, which gives you a vest. But the vest is also based upon what type of fusion it is. If you have a fusion dance vest, if you have the fusion dance, then you have this particular vest that gets. But however, if you have a par- parasitic fusion, you have this vest. <laughs> <laughs> I <Basically. can't. laughs> Oh god. Pseudo fusion. Because okay, since it's, it's like a false fusion, it had to give you like a different vest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, I don't know how to make that best, so I'll improvise. <laughs> I'll... <laughs> Pretty much. That's the only way to make the vest make sense now. Okay, so damn it, man. <laughs> Fuck y'all both on that one. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now that I think about it, like, I had to think, like, well, hold on. Like, when he come to the fusion, like, where the fuck the vests come from? Like, they don't normally wear vests. Yeah, true. I mean, and you, keep in mind, once again, <laughs> go ten and trunks. Fusion, where the vest come from? The main thing that got me is the fact that we had kept this damn same fucking mohawk on the fucking baby big grade eight Azuru form. <laughs> Going to Azuru form, too. He couldn't even have a genius hairstyle. He had to have the fucking mohawk again. <laughs> Just why? He had the Zama to mohawk. <laughs> No, he did no. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> I caught his ass away. Just damn it, man! <laughs> All right, <clears throat> but yeah. So the baby arc is where we finally felt like we had some type of villain that actually did something. And it only mainly was the, a bad villain because of the fact that he was in Vegeta's body. So pretty much still a non like and then even worse than that we're going to be honest as well too <clears throat> it's the same thing that happened with the Ginyu situation where no matter what uh baby could not awaken the jesus true potential like taking over the body does not mean that you know how the body works truly <clears throat> that you don't know the potential mm-hmm. for it no but zamasu was the only one that actually was able to awaken the saiyan's true ability this nigga took enough beatings and beatdowns to have to have fucking Super Saiyan uh to get Super Saiyan Rose. And then still keep in mind on this aspect, since now we're talking about GT, since we're talking about GT, and I said I was gonna bring it up at that point again too. There is still a fan-made comic. And it is a fan-made comic that because of the fact that like how these damn potential canon events happen, and I know Talos has heard has seen this has probably heard of this comic, where what winds up happening is is that let's go back to super real quick because we're going to go back to gt this is important so we hit to super real quick but what winds up happening in this comic is that after goku winds up beating um some black go, go i'm not gonna say goku black zamasu goku because like we're not doing that shit here um <laughs> once he fights zamasu goku and then winds up sending him back to the future alternate timeline what winds up happening is, is that because the ring got de- was destroyed over there, he wound up getting another ring. And with that ring, he's like, I need to try again 
but he says i need to find a way to get more power and so he winds up talking to the ring saying send me somewhere where i can train and get more power and what happens is is that the ring sends him into the gt timeline and so zamasu goku while he's flowing around notices goku's energy signature he's like oh yeah there's the other goku and then gt goku who's still a kid is like yo that's weird i feel myself right now and i said that doesn't make any type of sense but then he realized he says i feel myself but at the same time i feel like this is somebody completely different who are you and without questions masu goku immediately just attacks gt goku and so gt goku you know goes super saiyan then zamasu go um winds up increasing his power a little bit and then goku's like oh okay so you're actually pretty powerful and progressively goes from super saiyan super saiyan 2 to super saiyan 3 and then eventually he's like okay this is actually having a little bit of fun but i really need to push my power to the limit now and see what happens and then what happens is, is that he finally goes super saiyan 4 zamasu feeling the energy of super saiyan 4 says this is glorious this is the energy that i'm looking for this is what i'm needing right now fight me give me this power and then gt goku wipes the fucking floor with his ass just straights up demolishes zamasu like it's nothing beats his ass so bad that the time ring winds up sending him back <laughs> to back to the future timeline and say I, I like how it seems like the gods themselves are just fascinated by super saiyan 4 remember when yeah. you were telling in me about universe. me being so fascinated by yeah in, in xenoverse they have a whole specific thing where wiz is like this power is godlike it's amazing let me see more of it and something like that I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's something along those lines. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a, it's an amazing form. Show me more of it. This is what I'm looking for for you. Um, and something along those lines. But yeah, like Super Saiyan 4 like, just beats the brakes off of Zamasu, sends him back. But Zamasu got so much of a power boost from that fight, from that, get so much of a Zenkai boost from that fight. That's how he wound up unlocking Super Saiyan Rose. And so then it cuts back to um and so what they did was they also added a little bit of a cutback and they added that scene from dragon ball super where they were um, reached back where they jump into a timeline and then zamasu's like yes it says the battles that i've had have unlocked new power because he does kind of say the battles that i've had and he like he mentions that it was obviously more than one kind of hinting that something else was there that helped him unlock super saiyan rose without actually saying what it was per se so it's like that's one look it's a fan comic that was made into it very very well comp very very well made comic if you look at the art style of it it looks damn near exactly like toyotaro's like i was very surprised onto this one um it was very entertaining too as far as like how they drew the fight scenes out also so i wish i could remember what it how to find the comic i would just say you have to probably see if you can find like comic zamasu versus uh Super Saiyan 4 Goku or something like that maybe you might be able to find it but it was interesting in that aspect of like they tried to put GT as a reason for Super happening in that aspect too whereas Masu tried to jump into a different timeline found GT Goku or probably Gino Goku um, as Talos had mentioned before too probably Gino Goku and wound up like fighting him and then because of that fight is what wound up unlocking Super Saiyan Rose for, Zama, uh, for Zamasu as well. 
But it's interesting mentioning into that is the fact that like that's how much of an impact Super Saiyan 4 of GT has that they're trying to say, oh, that form also influenced the storyline of Super as well. Even though it's not technically in Super, it influenced the storyline portion of it. You know, hearing all this makes me think it just fascinates me. It It's amazing how fans will go so hard for this franchise that they will make shit up just to make like, you know how um not not saying this in a bad way, but it's more like there's so many things that would have been great if there was an explanation to it. And then fans will go hard and just make like fan made um comics and hell even Dragon Ball GT just to, you know, fill some holes or, you know, like do the work um for the people who actually make the shit. To where I'm like, oh well, we're getting tired of waiting. In fact, um, there was this one like fan made comic, um, that was like take place in Super, um, not what you were saying, but it it happened like after the tournament of power. It was like Dragon Ball Kakume, I think it was, and it was really interesting. Like I saw it on uh, YouTube, you know, like like a, uh, you know, like how with. Uh, they just uploaded uh, the comic panels and video format and whatnot. And I thought it was really interesting. And I was like, wait, where the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, it's fan-made. Oh, well, shit. Like, for a fan-made shit, um, it's actually pretty good. If it was canon, I would definitely watch it just because. Because <laughs> it came off that good. Because, you know, it was about how, okay, uh, all these different universes that got erased not from the 12 or so from the tournament of power but there was more than that there were like 13 14 15 blah blah blah. and then next thing you know you're finding out that um i'm not gonna go that far but there's some <laughs> shit happens in that <laughs> gotcha yeah, i'll be... um send a link when i find the video okay but yeah, I just think it's really fascinating how there's a lot of fans that would go as far as making fan-made comments just to uh, at least fill in some holes on how um, Goku Black got to uh, Super Saiyan Rose. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? And I'm like, oh, okay. True, true. But um, y'all got anything else? We got like a good twenty minutes left. Um, Talos, um, got y'all got anything else to add on to the baby saga? Like this first half of GT. Boma was aggr- baby Boma was aggravating as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Her only yeah. purpose was to create the Tesla beam cannon and to just shoot as many um negative thoughts that negative like words to Goku as possible um, while trying to dick ride baby as much as possible <laughs> I know uh, this is probably like part two but uh, but kind of related I like how with Bulma and this blood wave cannon uh, Vegeta's looking at Bulma's like woman this is the best thing you have ever done ever <laughs> <laughs> True. I'm, 
<laughs> but no, nah, I digress. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny. You, you, it was like I'd never been more proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like I'm like, oh wait, yeah, like hell, almost gonna um hype him up to it like hell. You might even make Super Saiyan five. I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> It's really just, I mean, but it's a flux of like false energy, which also winds up being a point of why it is that baby was never able to try to properly contain it. Because it wound up, there's also a theory, also, too, in the fact that literally Vegeta's Super Saiyan 4, yeah, yeah, this is more for a part two discussion, but but still, it's Vegeta's Super Saiyan 4 having the fucking tight as motherfucking fuck blue pants. <laughs> <laughs> leather pants <laughs> oh for real but hey man but like... hey from dudes that watch um, Yu-Gi-Oh I was like just something about the leather pants it was it was he who wears the pants um... wears uh, rules of the galaxy you know whatever uh, that one guy from Ricky Morty said it's too much it's too much <laughs> it was like his clothing wanted to be affected by the beams itself too <laughs> in the fact that like that's why his shit is blue where Goku's is red, reddish, it's because of the fact that Goku used his own natural energy, and Vegeta wound up using the um the big be- the beams energy and shit. And I did wind up reading the theory about that one a while back, so I was just like, eh. I was like, maybe. All I know is, it's like if, if giving me false energy means that means that my dick and my balls can't breathe, I pass, bro. Goku had plenty of space. Goku's dick could hang in his pants. Though. He had like, the Sinbad pants. <laughs> Like Vegeta, I was sitting here like they didn't even draw no bulge in that man. That's how tight that shit was. I was like, God damn. I couldn't. It was too much. So like, that's not a cosplay for me. Because like, I thought Vegeta was your favorite. Vegeta is my favorite character, but I can't cosplay Vegeta Super Saiyan Four, my nigga. I can't do that shit. But it's like, Goku. Oh, uh, Goku is his pants be looking like. Um, uh, you ready to say stop? Hammer time, right? And <laughs> but um, y'all got anything else to add on to? Oh no, that was just that. Was just that. Boom, boom was aggravating this shit. But um, I also found it very interesting as far as like the Super Saiyan Four design with the hair. That obviously, like, they wanted to continue on the Super Saiyan Three notion of the fact that oh, the more power I have, the more hair I have. But I also appreciate the fact of like bringing back the whole nature, not your your nature's ultimate. This is the only time like <laughs> this is the biggest call, like the biggest thing, callback that we had with Goku's story. Literally trying originally supposed to be um, a different version of Son Wukong, and getting Super Saiyan Four is where now we actually have a Son Wukong Goku. And that's funny considering the fact that like we all because obviously it did wind up it did not necessarily breaking the internet, but a lot of people was talking about it for a, a minute. The most recent fan-made Dragon Ball um short that they made, where it was uh Goku was in the tournament of power fighting and well not tournament of power, but he was in the uh the martial art world martial arts tournament. And then what wound up happening was what was it? So Vegeta showed up out of an out of a um a Saiyan pod and was like you 
you need to be ready. The fight's coming. And then fucking Broly showed up. And then it wound up being a big-ass fight where he became like the flaming monkey Super Saiyan type shit. Um, as far as like that fan animation. Because that one was very much based on a mix of Sun Wukong. But also Super Saiyan 4. Where they tried to keep that same little aspect onto it as well. But this was like a, a, that's probably the biggest thing into the change up in design of like oh I have fur that grows everywhere except my chest and it still wanted to be super funny because when, once we got to determine the power and got a chance to see like the fusion version of um was it was it Kefla that was the fusion name I can't remember yeah okay yeah. and then so we started getting a whole bunch of little fan theories of like oh how would Kefla look in Super Saiyan four. Oh, hair everywhere, but except the chest. <laughs> like <nickel bones. laughs> Goku and Vegeta had no nipples, nigga. They had no nipples. Y'all just being extra. Um, but I will say, like, the design still wound up being very interesting. One thing to also keep in mind on this as well, um, Super Saiyan, Go- Vege- Goku's Super Saiyan 4 design was consistent. Vegeta's Super Saiyan 4 design is not consistent. It's the only thing that kind of makes me mad is that he seems to have more spikes later on and then just one big ass fucking hair spike. <laughs> and I don't understand why, but it's like, it's the only thing that makes me mad is the fact that I'm like, uh, did not even with, draw it consistently. <laughs> like, what is going hold on? on. I, I want to say it's more like with Goku, they made his hair like way thicker and bushier. And with Vegeta, it's more like give him a mullet. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and sometimes this shit goes all the way down his back to his pants, and then sometimes it doesn't. And I'm like, bro, just come on. <laughs> A little bit more consistency here. Just just a little bit more consistency. Uh, other than that, I really don't have much really else. I just know I wanted to get my little two cents out about how upset I was about the damn inconsistent outfit. Uh, That's hold on, was there something else? Not for part one or part two. I definitely have some shit to say when we get to Super 17, though. Because, my God. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I have more to say on part two, but I'm trying to think. Do I have anything? No, I'm good. Um, tell us you got anything? Nope, not for right now. Part two is what I'm going to try to look at. Yeah, we're pretty much waiting for part two, ladies and gentlemen. So with pretty that much. being said, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um... We're gonna proceed with part two on just a moment. Well, you know, it doesn't know. Whenever we get back from intermission. Uh, and then we'll talk about Super 17 and the Shadow Dragons and close this up because we, I really just want to go ahead and get to Super. So, yep, that's the plan. Awesome. All right, back from intermission, and we're gonna do part two of the Dragon Ball GT review. Uh, right now, Talos is with me, but um, hopefully, Kokuyasu and Tuck will be on um, as soon as they get back. There was one thing I forgot to mention in part one. 
how after baby um, was defeated the z fighters forgot oh shit we needed to gather the black star dragon balls to prevent the earth from blowing up so the earth ended up being blown up with piccolo with it and um <clears throat> they end up using earth dragon balls keep in mind that um the fight with baby took place on i think it was like either a moon or a different planet entirely uh i'm forgetting but um either way uh how they even was able to do the whole super saiyan 4 Uzuru bullshit was they used the earth as an alternative for the moon which makes no sense honestly like i i, I can't defend that part but apparently that happened um and then after the whole thing with baby concluded uh they were like oh shit we gotta we forgot about the uh, black star dragon balls and blah 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 you know either way earth is restored but piccolo is up in heaven now and that's kind of kind of kind of fucked up because first of all I was just talking to Kokuyasu way back in the Dragon Ball review to where uh, with Piccolo, now that Dende is Kami of Earth, it's like his need to be connected to Dragon Ball, um, there's no point to it anymore because, you know, if uh, Earth has a new guardian and like... I kind of get it from a sentimental point, but I just felt like it was a little unnecessary, but I, I don't know. It just felt like they would just need an excuse to take Piccolo out the picture in the long run. And even then, I'm like, why, though? But, um... Yeah, yeah I do agree with that. Like, that was so... That was, like, relatively unnecessary because in Z they showed okay hey piccolo no longer is connected to the dragon ball so he's not the guardian of earth he relatively doesn't need it so why are we doing this you know so that that was that was like i don't understand why did he stay behind in that sense like now looking at it like yeah why did why would you stay behind you didn't have to mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's one of those things where okay uh, remember some parts of the uh, lore, but it's like you're forgetting other parts, so it just makes the whole overarching thing like kind of pointless and half-minded. Yeah. In, in my opinion, it's yeah. like I we get where you're going for, but technically you didn't even have to do that since um certain events. That's that's like how saying um. People still blaming Piccolo for blowing up the moon, but keep in mind, Master Roshi blew up the moon before Piccolo did in um fucking Dragon Ball. But yep. then and again, they oh, yep, and they wished it back. Yeah, but then again, whole lot of people didn't watch Dragon Ball, so they wouldn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> Not to um, pick on Piccolo. people, but like it's just weird how like even to this day, I'm like, bro, y'all still haven't watched Dragon Ball? That's like forty percent of the fucking story. But whatever, <laughs> let them eat cake. I guess if they want to watch the icon. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I mean, like I, said, like I said, for me, for me, it's it's just like you know, the end of the baby saga is just one of those things that is definitely going to have to be fixed. 
because once again, before before our intermission, literally, like I said before, we are now it's now canon. So you can't really make it canon to the super line because a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense especially if you're saying super comes before uh gt then how does this work you know like like how would that work because hey there's no need for piccolo to die especially now even with the movies out piccolo now has a new form you know, so that's, that's why I say it's like, yeah, they got a lot to fix. Well, they hold on. Now that now that we mentioned that with the movie, how in superhero, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna do a review on superhero and later down the line. But how Gohan got some shine too, obviously. But mm. in GT, he was getting hard sideline. Like, I mean, aside from being uh, controlled by a baby in the baby saga. I just felt like Gohan w- was like hard sideline after that. Like there was barely any need for him to even be in the story, and that's yeah. tragic because you know the build up Gohan was getting in the Cell Saga. It's like y'all took the character and got his hopes up and then next thing you know you just took it away right after he got absorbed by um Bonjibu and the Majibu saga so I'm like oh well fuck yeah uh, so there, therein lies that also too like hey yeah you're gonna have to fix a lot of things dealing with Gohan as well because hey Gohan got a new form Gohan's a lot stronger so you would definitely have to because if you're gonna say that Super is before GT that would still make Super Saiyan 4 the strongest form but we know Super Saiyan 4 is no longer the strongest form <laughs> so <laughs> like I said it's a lot of stuff they would have to fix it's a lot of stuff they're going to have to fix what up Cousin Gatsu what's good everybody my apologies for my late arrival but I Hey, so basically, I was telling, we was talking to tell, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Talos and I was talking about how uh, I remember in part one, I forgot to mention that Piccolo, he sacrificed himself along with the Earth after they forgot to use the Black Star Dragon Ball to make the wish. And we were just saying how pointless that is because he's no longer even connected to the Dragon Balls anymore. Dende is the new guardian so what's the point of that and then again we were also um piling on talking about with gohan how with gohan and piccolo if they're going to insist that gt is part of the timeline you're definitely going to have to fix their development because you can't just give them new forms and all the other shit and then you just uh sideline them in gt this is bad this is bad as far as about the whole Piccolo being connected to it, the thing about it is, is the fact that so Dende was the new guardians of the new Dragon Balls that were created at the new Shinron. However, you have this Sounding a little distant. Okay, guys. Huh? Sounding a little distant, like you, you sounded far away. Okay, my bad. Is that a little better? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, um, so they did actually kind of explain. Oh, sorry, it's an echo because I'm in the small room. That's probably why. Ah, uh, yeah. 
But no, so um, what wound up happening was is that Kami created the original Black Star Dragon Balls. So uh-huh. Dende isn't actually connected to the Black Star Dragon Balls. Kami still is. And Kami resides inside of Piccolo. So because he resides inside of Piccolo, that's the reason why he had to like die for the Black Star Dragon Balls to not come back. Oh, okay. okay. So they did. So that actually, so crazily enough, is that they did explain that in GT, but keep in mind also the fact that it was explained in the beginning arc when everything already didn't make sense. So really? With, right? It was explained all in the first so yeah. Oh, you mean to tell me I had to sift through the uh, nonsense to get the explanation? Uh, you did. You did. In Jesus get Christ. <laughs> but that was the reason, because yeah, Dende, he knew of the Black Star Dragon Balls, but he didn't actually, he, he didn't become the new protector onto that one. Only the protector as far as the, the regular Dragon Balls. And so that's where things kind of came to play on that one. Now, I will say, since we're not in part two, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. Keep in mind, with him being the protector, it should have been more than just the Shinrocks, than just the Dragon Balls being affected by the negative uh, karma that happened from them making all of those issues. Then they should have also been affected as well, if you want to be honest. Yeah. I feel but we'll probably get into that once we get I guess, a little bit further along. But yeah, that was but that that was the explanation as to why it is that Piccolo dying was actually the reason for the Black Star Dragon Balls. You know, like that way, it, this issue never happens again. Which really comes to the question: Why was the Black Star Dragon Balls made in the first place? Like, yeah. No, see, okay. Uh, I was going to get to this when we got to the Shadow Dragon Saga, but essentially the whole point of GT is, hey, yo, we're getting really sick of y'all using the Dragon Balls like this. <laughs> Pretty much. So they did it twice. In the same series, like, look, we're getting really tired of y'all using these Dragon Balls, okay? I mean, they made, like, multiple wishes. Plus, also, it didn't quite make sense anyway. But I would assume that with the reset, because the Dragon Balls, like, were gone and had to be reset with by Dende, I figured they would have reset it all the karma to it. But keep in mind that apparently all the same karma that was present from the, when the Dragon Balls were first created were still present even though the Dragon Balls were like shut down I'm like y'all just really got a hard set reboot literally to the point where Dende was able to augment Shinron to change up the wishes but you're telling me that it didn't reset the karma setting? Mm-hmm. I just didn't make sense <laughs> nope you have to live with your sins <laughs> Yeah, it didn't make any type of sense. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess. So there was some stuff that had an explanation, and some stuff the explanation was just like, yeah, it doesn't make no sense. Okay? That made no damn sense whatsoever. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. See, I had to bring that up because otherwise, um, I would have to end up bringing it up as we roll into Super 17. Speaking of which, let's talk about how it's fucking dumb this arc is. Bro, so, like, I gotta be honest. I was hyped at first for it. Me too. Listen, the fact that Android 17 is coming back for the first time since the wish on to, you know, bring back 17 and blah, blah. I was glad that 17 was getting some shine, but not like this. Not like this, man. 
<laughs> looking back, I hate it. I hate it. Like, if you asked me 15 years ago, hey, JB, how you feeling about Super 17? I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of digging it. You know, the design and all that. I'm kind of digging it. You ask me nowadays, I'm like, bro, first of all, the design make him look like he don't know whether he want to be a cowboy or want to start a modeling career with that fucking flipping his hair back uh you know slicking the hair back so many fucking times that uh that one moment had like more scenes than piccolo in the entire series which saying something um second of all with all the villains pouring from hell onto earth um they were saying like how oh it's goku's fault that we're all in hell but that's not true because most of y'all got killed by vegeta frieza was killed by trunks and cell was killed by gohan so why are y'all mad at goku <laughs> <laughs> The thing just, is because how it's because they fought them, so that's why it's because they fought Goku. Goku is the main main character, therefore, hey, we're gonna hate the main character. I think See, they were upset about the fact that they weren't killed by Goku, and that was the thing because they all wanted to fight Goku, but it was like he was like, I'm gonna pass you on to somebody else, and then like somebody else killed their asses. How dare you, Goku? Hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 you telling me that they were salty that they weren't the one that got killed by <laughs> Goku. That's what they're going after. Is, is that what you're telling me? That's what, I, that's what I think about in that aspect. Like that, that's the only thing that makes sense. How dare you, Goku? You were supposed to be one to kill me, but you passed me on to your son. You passed me on to your son after <laughs> gave after fully healing me at that. Like, I don't, like to be honest with you, that's like kind of some real petty shit. Like, like if you really think about it like, in that aspect, I would feel petty about that. I'd be like, you healed me, and then I got killed by your son. Like, I was at full power, and you got killed by your son. And I'm like, regardless of the fact that, like, oh, he's so much more powerful than all of us. Well, I don't care. I wanted to fight you. You were my special person. The, the, his Vegeta was shown, as far as itself. <laughs> you were my special person. <laughs> I wanted to fight you. <laughs> and then if I take it to account where TFS wanted to go, um, with Bojack before they just completely scrapped it because it, you know, stressed them the fuck out. Um, I would want to say Bojack was that point of like, you were the one that freed me. You were the one that did this, but uh, I was killed by your son? Your insolent son? <laughs> What's up, Tuck? That's all explanation man? given that. New nickname alert. Oh. Professor Tuckenstein. I want you to understand this. This, uh, <laughs> this little special app that we use, that we're using right now, I can't see that, and I'm so glad. Look, I will. Look, I will. I promise you, I will remove you from this platform. I Professor will remove, I will remove is you excellent. from this platform. I it's promise I want you to hear me clearly. I want you to hear me clearly because I feel like you're trying to do it on purpose. I will yes, I was thinking the same thing. 
will remove you from this platform. I promise you. I, I promise you. I will boot you out of here so fast. You will think everything just undown. I don't do it on purpose. It comes to me when I log in. That's a lie. Oh, okay. That's a lie. Oh, okay. It, no, 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 no. Let it, let it come. Let it come to you one more. Let it come to you one more time. I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to you. It come to me every episode. Let it come to you one more time. It gotta come to me. We don't have a nice Monday conversation. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, two different ones on Sunday. Even if, even if, anyway. Back to the back to the retard back to the the, 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 the simplistic bullshit it can, right? So yeah, let's get back to this. One, I like the 17 socks. I did. I like the 17 socks because that basically but like the concept of it, the idea of the motherfucker was perfectly spot on. However, however, and I'm gonna say it like it is, however, truthfully, they need to try that shit in fucking super. Super would have been better because yeah. you want to know why? Because in Super, at least the villains actually are like, all right, cool, we know to train and get stronger. They just threw simplistic ass niggas at Goku <laughs> and them, and Goku and them have trained. So majority yeah. of them get their ass whooped. Hey, hey, listen, while, while you're at it, I like how Nappa reunited with Vegeta for the first time since Vegeta killed Nappa during the Saiyan arc. They didn't even have this whole touching moment. It's like, Vegeta, it's been a while. Like, nope. Vegeta was like, yeah, I like you better, Dad. Blast him to oblivion. <laughs> yeah, just kill. Because, like, the power difference was that huge. Like, it's been so fucking long. These niggas are strong as hell. Like, the fuck, man? Yeah, now <laughs> we're so surprised. <laughs> All of us so surprised when Gohan was like, "Oh, I'm super powerful, like Frieza. He can go Super Saiyan too." Uh, all good. these monkeys, and then fucking dies. Like it was nothing. Like nigga, right. what the look, hell? Look, look, look. I buy far, buy far. Right? I'm gonna be real with you. If they, if they was to do this in Dragon Ball or Bridge, they was to do this in GT or Bridge, right? That would be the most racist episode you'd ever see in your entire life. Frieza would be like, "There's too many monkeys. These monkeys have evolved." Like, like that shit that is literally, basically how GT was it was built for comic fucking relief. Like that shit was forever stupid. It was. Bruh. Look, I mentioned I mentioned this to, um, to JB, but I, like JB, you remember I told you that TFS wound up abridging this one movie. I had never heard of this movie. I love Dragon Ball. I watched almost all the movies. I had to say that because I thought I watched all the movies, but apparently I only watched almost all the movies. So it wasn't like Christmas Tree of Might the TFS did. It was the other Christmas special that they did where right. this alien shows up and releases this miasma smoke that makes them see their previous villains and like get fucked up by them and shit like that. That moment of like bringing back all of those villains, that was done better, at least to me, than it was like in that one short movie than it was as far as this little gel, this hell jailbreak saga that happened. I'm just like, like because at least even that like they like supposedly killed them there was actually smoke to begin with so they just reformed back and was whooping their ass like it actually gave somewhat of a fighting chance versus i broke out of hell oh i got blasted because remember this too if you die after already dying you haven't been resurrected you're sent to another dimension literally they're blasted to oblivion every single time they would die in this arc in a literal sense, like the fuck, bro. 
that shit, like I said, once again, that shit though was relatively what what's the word, children? Retarded. That's exactly yeah. right. That right yeah, there. By, by the way, Coca Gasu, shut this out. You can't even find this fucking shit um uh, by normal means. That's why it's so hard to even um remember it because it's like it's supposed to be like on DVD, VHS. Like I remember it was added onto a game like it was like a uh, Tenkaichi game or like a uh, Raging Blast. Uh, that's the game I remember that fucking dude from because he was on that game, and I saw the special on that game. But by normal means, I don't know what to tell you. But I know exactly yeah. we talk about now. It's like it was. It's not Tree of Might, but the best thing I can say is that it was like, uh, it was a Dragon Ball. I, okay, this is Team Four Star, but it was um, the plan to eradicate Christmas. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I don't know yeah, the official name for it, but uh, I know what you're talking about. The plan to eradicate the Saiyans, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So they literally just switched Saiyans with Christmas. That's what they did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, plan to eradicate the Saiyans because this dude came specifically for the Saiyans. Like he hated the Saiyans and wanted to eradicate them. <laughs> All of them were dead from planet Vegeta dying. It's like, oh, there were still Saiyans scavenged out. I must go eliminate them. And that's the thing. Like, like I said, he had a solid plan for the fact that like his plan would have worked because they were all just miasma ghosts. I'm sorry, am I interrupting somebody who, who was going? My bad. No, 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 you good. Okay. I think with Echo. I'm here once gotcha. again listening once again to the bullshit that is <laughs> trying to fit me figured out. Like, hey, like I said, once again, hey y'all, how are we going to incorporate this now that it's canon? Because there's a lot of misconceptions like that you can literally not fucking fathom. Because hey, now that it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to be one of the people I, I wanted GT to be canon for so long, but now that it's canon, I have to sit here and eat this fucking goddamn piece of fucking steak that's over, that's well beyond, that's well beyond done. I'm talking about it's not even done; it's just well beyond done. Because hey, now I gotta try to figure out and find parts of it that's just like this can be made canon because hey, the storyline works. But this can't be made, can it? Because either A, they're either A, they're way too strong. They're stronger in super than they are in GT. Yeah. You know, oh, that shit. Oh, um, Coco guys, I I remember the name now. Uh I remember the, um this guy's name. Uh it was Hachiak. Nigga, why it sound like you had a stroke saying it? I know. I was like, I, <laughs> no, look, listen. Say his name one more time. Hot Jack. Hot what? Hot Jack. Like like so Hot Jack? Like yeah, Hot Jack. Hot Jack. Oh, Hot Jack. Like Jack? Like, hold hot, on. Are you saying Hot Jack or Hot Jack? Bro, like, you know what it's like. You it's like you're having a stroke saying hockey from one piece. I'm confused. Like, that's <laughs> okay. That's Hold on. I'm gonna send in the let, chat. Like, let me, <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you pronounce it. Let me help you pronounce it. Jet. Let me help you pronounce it. It goes. Because that's exactly what the fuck it sounds. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hatchiak. I'm trying to put up Was it Hatchiak? Hatchiak? LeBron? Oh, man. I can't. No, no, man. Look, all I know is. At this point, you might as well call the nigga Hashirama. That's what you might as well call it. Exactly. Hashirama is funny, bro. But no, um. But as far as like the plans, like like as far as like just that that whole jailbreak, it was good on paper. Yes, on paper it seemed good, but then it's just like it is one of those things of like, hey, imagine like this point of not even just to make a D and D reference, just making a fucking whatever JRPG reference here or something like that. Imagine to the point it's like you skipped a bunch of side quests and you leveled up and you kept doing the main mission. But to get 100%, you have to go to the side quest. You still have to complete all the side quests. So imagine you have maxed out fucking level 99, whatever, and you go back to the fucking side quest of, like, level 1 and then level 10, and you just blitz through all the side quests like there were nothing because you were just so fucking overpowered because you went through the main story already. Like, that that's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, it's the callback of the side quest that I skipped, and now I'm here. For what reason? No real reason. Now the thing about it is, no. the only thing is that the jailbreak served purpose enough, long enough for the two seventeens to finally combine together. That was really the only benefit of it. Hold on. Well, now that I think about, it, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Doctor Mew, is he a full android or like a bio human? Like, what's his deal? That's a plot hole. We're not gonna go. Like, look, look. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, so you know where I'm going with this. Technically, yeah, technically, yeah, technically yeah, ten, but no, not necessarily. He, I, I would actually no. He was a full android. Like he was actually a full android. If you what? want to put in that, he wasn't because okay. he was a cyborg. Remember, he was programmed by baby, like very specifically. But he was not made of like living parts. He was fully cybernetic. Like he's full full on robot. There was okay. no soul to him whatsoever. Okay. Personally. Okay. So, you know, my follow-up question is right. Uh, Why is he <laughs> in hell if Android sixteen? You know, Do most, all Androids uh, go to hell? And Android sixteen is different because remember, Android sixteen was based on memories of a previous. So, Android sixteen, I won't even say the Android was in hell. I would say not was like not in hell. I would say Doctor Jerome's son. Because if we go based on to like what we could consider to be canon, and I have to say it that way because you, you only consider canon event as far as what we've seen to be guaranteed true. And these are just like side stories that would just kind of add in to give like, you know, some extra fluff to the story. Technically, like Dr. O's son, he enlisted in the military, the Red Ribbon Army, just to satisfy us, like make his dad happy. But he never actually did anything bad. Technically, if I'm correct, he died before he got out of boot camp. So he actually never did anything bad. So you know that meme of like um, Lord First and Moderate shaking hands and whatnot? <laughs> like, so essentially that's what happened in hell. They were shaking hands and like, you, you know what? Well, let's both agree that Goku ain't shit. Pretty much. But then just the thing about it, though, like, Dr. Mew, baby's the one that betrays you. Why are you mad at Goku? Like, the fuck? 
Because <laughs> it's Goku. It, oh, oh, can we please, can we please talk about how this dude got betrayed not only once, but no, not even um, twice, but it was more like Android 17, or at least Hellfighter 17, killed uh, Dr. Jiro, and then Super 17 killed Dr. Mew. Do you see a pattern yeah. here? <laughs> well, so remember, Doctor Mew. Well, you probably may not fully remember, but Doctor Mew, it, he had planned it to where he was going to betray Doctor Jiro anyway. Because um, throughout the thing, he literally had said this. He was like, "Ha ha ha, Doctor Jiro." He said, "You thought that we was like on even terms." He said, "But I had put in the extra failsafe, so I, so he was fully under my control this whole time, so I could have full control of him." And so he was like, he had a remote control built in his head, so that way he could control him. So it was supposedly on it was on purpose that that happened. But Super 17 was so fucking powerful that he didn't need the mind control. He he the mind control didn't affect him. He was like, mm, my, Are you my saying AI is he pulled a Vegeta? Yes. <laughs> yes. We already mentioned this for the first episode. <laughs> in the first part of this, like literally just recycled a bunch of shit. Like that's just what happened. But yeah, like that's essentially what it was. It was just that his AI programming was so advanced that he was like, "Oh, I super, I superseded and passed on your remote control. It makes no difference to me." Type of shit, and so that's why he was able to kill Doctor Mew. You know, such as seventeen killing Doctor Super Seventeen killed Doctor Mew. Fun shit there. Yay. It's not gonna make my fool. There's no way to make a whole lot more sense than that, to be honest. That's just that's just pretty much what it was. But I will be honest with you, I hated Super 17's design. Because understanding this, I liked Super Saiyan 3, but I always hated the fact of the no eyebrow shit. It never made sense to me. So when Super 17 yeah. lost his eyebrows from refusion, I was so fucking mad. <laughs> I was like, nigga, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and even worse it was supposed to be a case of like oh I'm on par with Super Saiyan 3 cause that's literally what it was supposed to be the only reason he got stronger is because they were fucking stupid and was like oh my god he can absorb energy that it makes him stronger let's blast him with more fucking energy fucking Vegeta and, the, and his damn key blast volley I think that's what they called it in like the video games this key blast volley attack and dumb shit like he absorbs key nigga why the fuck would you keep doing this shit <laughs> just <sighs> yeah i got really <laughs> i need a drink i'm sorry but it, this is the thing about it remember actually this is something that i know was mentioned a lot of people has mentioned this all the time this is where you know for a fact that Vegeta has given up, or Vegeta has, feels like he has lost all hope that he's gonna win, is the fact that he would just resort to his key blast ball. When that happens, he knows for a fact that he has already lost. Like that is just, that's the last ditch effort. He has done it to literally Frieza. He has fucking done it to, um, who else did he do it to? He did it to Cell. He did it to Broly. Yeah, he's like almost every single time. He he just he does it to everybody. Like that's just what it is. Like <laughs> this is what it is. It's like, oh no, I'm losing. I'm mad and angry that I'm losing. So then he's like, I'm gonna resort to my final tactic. 
keep last volley where I'm wasting all of my energy for no fucking reason because this person absorbs it all. Prince, has this ever worked? No need to answer that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> It's that bullshit. Once again, I say it wholeheartedly. I understand we're doing the review, and we keep doing the review, but at some point, somebody got to just be out here and say it. I'm gonna say it wholeheartedly. This some bullshit. GT used to if you think about it when we were so oblivious to shits. GT used to be so so good in our hands. It used to be so grand, so great, so fucking in our heads, yeah. But now that you look at it, and once again, now there's another kind of fucking annuity, and you're trying to figure out how the hell this gonna work. You've come to realize that even within Dragon Ball, Dragon and Dragon Ball Z, looking back at shit, this shit don't make no sense. <laughs> it don't make no sense man and here we were saying in part one how the first 16 episodes oh we don't know what we want to do with this uh, project and then Toriyama stepped in and I'm like yeah even with the big guy in, at the helm we still don't know what we're doing with this shit he, he actually didn't um, like Super 17 himself either he didn't really have much to do that to be honest with you Gotcha. Well, um, oh, there was one thing I did like about um, the Super 17 arc, even though I wish there was like more to it than what we got, was when Krillin and Android 18 got involved, where, you know, um, Super 17 um, shot down um, Krillin and Android 18 got mad, attacked her brother, and blah, blah. And uh, I, I wish there was more of that, but unfortunately, we got what we got. Where Goku, you know, he was trying to um, do his thing, trying to fight uh, Super Seventeen, and that was like a slow burn too. It's like it was, it was like going back to the status quo, to where okay, let's have all these villains, uh, these minions, and the main villain attack the other Z fighters. And they're just essentially waiting for Goku to show up. Meanwhile, Goku's on some bullshit to where, you know, kind of like what happened with Snake Way when he during the Saiyan saga, but it was with this old lady where she was like holding him up um in hell with all these different weird ass uh trials and tribulations. And also let's not forget about Frieza and Cell deciding to stick around in hell just to fight Goku. And they just happen to come up with this technique to send him to the basement of hell. Apparently that's the thing, and all this other bullshit just to delay Goku's arrival to beat Super Seventeen. Which, by the way, once again, we're gonna talk about this in the Dragon, um, the Shadow Dragon, um, saga, um, just a moment. But once again, I feel like why is Goku playing with these villains? Because if Super Seventeen, y'all said it yourselves, if he was built to be on par with Super Saiyan three. And he's like, oh, only Super Saiyan 3? Boom, Super Saiyan 4. I'm 
wiping the floor with your ass. I'm like, why are you playing with these villains, Goku? I know you like fighting strong opponents. I know that's your thing. But when it gets to the point where you're fucking playing with these villains, it gets a little... <sighs> it has to be drawn out. First and foremost, before we even go there, it has to be drawn out. As much as some folks may not like it, that's the thing with fights, even in Super, fights have to be drawn out. Because some people be like, ugh, why can't he just end it all now then? He got this form. Go ahead and end this fight. Okay, we wouldn't have a show if he just ended the freaking fight. That's not how Goku works. That's not how Saiyans work. They have to have an actual fight. Otherwise, it's... We get bored of it. <laughs> But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying otherwise they get bored as hell. I'm just agreeing with you. You're yeah. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying otherwise they get bored as hell. This is what it is. They can't yeah. stand for a fight. They only stand for a challenge. Because the thing about it is the same mindset is growth. If I can't grow from this fight, why should I waste my time from it? But Vegeta yeah, is very bro. different. But <clears throat> Vegeta is very different in the fact that he like Unless you attack his pride into it, you make him like, oh, I'm going to give you a challenge. But otherwise, if he doesn't feel it's a challenge, he just does a quick, like, I'm just going to blast you and get over. Like, that's it type of thing. But it's like, this is three phases of Vegeta. I'm going to do a big fight. I'm going to just go ahead and blast you out the way. You're a waste of my time. Get out my face type of shit. Or you challenge, you let him know that you can be a challenge if you, let, if you get a little bit stronger. He's, he accepts it because it's Vegeta. He's the same. That's just what it is. Or he finds out that you're way more powerful than he is, he gets mad. <laughs> and results of key last probably. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah. <Nonsense. laughs> Can I also say I hate uh, 17, Super 17's design because it looked like his clothes were too fucking tight on him? His shit looked like yeah. they were too small. Hands looked like they were too small. It was like, bro, I don't know who your uh, shop. I don't know who your shop person was. I don't know who your dresser was, but like, the ascot played out with with uh with Scooby Doo a while back ago. It wasn't necessary. <clears throat> it was always some redundant before, but like this over intensive mascot, bro. Just get a cape. Just admit it that you want a cape. Just do it. The shirt being torn up and everything and i was like okay it's all pre-torn because that's just a cool style okay i'm fine with that but why are your pants two sizes too small what is wrong with you? side note right <laughs> side, 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 right okay i know i know i'm picking gt apart for the filth that it is i really am but True. side note right Y'all see, we, we I believe we brought this up before when we even spoke about uh super a little bit. Um it well may not have been here, but I know a couple people that I talked to. Guess what? Y'all notice how Vegeta and Goku have swapped? And what I mean by swap, I mean swap whole freaking demeanors. Now it's where Vegeta is not like GT Vegeta, where GT Vegeta is like, fight me, fight me, fight me, fight me. It's now sure. like he's more so. I basically am 
the king of all, you know, in my realm, I call myself Frank, but you know, basically I'm the king of, of, of the saying, I have a child, I have I have two children, I have a daughter and a son, I'm royalty. I have to worry, now, I have now to worry about, you know, my lineage, whereas Goku is now like, fuck this shit, fight nigga. True. So Can, I Can I ask you, a serious you know, question? <clears throat> What type of mental issue does Vegeta have with the fact that he still calls himself the prince of all saints when obviously he's way stronger than his dad was? Because it's a, a handful of all saints. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm like, at this point, you should just call yourself king. You are, at this point, you are literally a super saint. I, it would sound strong. good. It wouldn't sound. It wouldn't really sound good at this point. King I'm of all sins, but yeah. like Goku would clearly be the king. Like he, <laughs> he's the prince. <laughs> I have a theory. I think it's go ahead. Really go ahead. I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm only saying because the way the Saiyans got wiped out, and there was the, there wasn't like official ceremony and a, official a ascension. Yeah, like official coronation. He's like, oh, I can't claim that there wasn't official coronation and all that. But he was coronated. He got royalty prince. issues. The problem. He got royalty issues. I mean, it's almost like. I, it wasn't proper. It was like, you know, I didn't officially become king. So it's like, uh, I can't really just claim that needed, because I didn't go to the right same. proper channels. It, am I remembering am I remembering same. everything correctly? Correct me if I'm wrong. But was it wasn't his daddy like a like a servant to Frieza or somebody servant to somebody? Beerus, Frieza? Frieza. Like that. So so the thing about it is, is that and he was a king. Telling him, yeah, but is that he was the king of the planet? He got a chance to retain his title for kingship as long as he was able to acknowledge them both as gods. Frieza went around literally, pretty much calling himself the god of the galaxy. And In other words, think, so. think of it like this: if let's think of it like if the universe was like America, Beerus or Frieza. I don't know wherever you want to go with this. They would be the president, and they would reduce King Vegeta to like a mayor. That's how you put it. To where, yes, he is yeah, the ruler I, of this planet, but there's people above him. And that's the craziest shit about it. Pretty much. Because think about this. Remember the fact that, like, what is it? Back, like the whole Frieza troop back on planet man and put down upon put down upon all the same all of the movies today. oh look it's the Logan Prince they always call him still missing your dad your dad's dead oh. <laughs> hey, hey Lokito Vegeta got the best theme music you do like what it's so hard but I think it's the fact that like you said um, like the coronation thing he needed somebody else to just acknowledge that I think that's probably like I guess the backup I would give into that aspect would be the uncanon Broly movie, which technically is a somewhat canon in the alternate universe. Um, but the original the original Broly movie, the first one, yeah. is the fact that like it was his dad that was like, "Welcome to this planet of King Vegeta," and it was like because uh, he did actually say it one time in the movie, but Vegeta kind of like brushed past it real quick. But I like it in TFS, TFS, they was just like, they made a whole thing about it. Where all of a sudden, like, Vegeta was like, never in my life if I needed to hear something so much before until I got it now. 
So, <laughs> but that's the only thing I can really think about for that is that um, <clears throat> that's the only backup I could give into that. That he just needed somebody else to acknowledge it. But otherwise, like I'm just sitting here, like you went toe to toe with God. At this point, you are not Prince anymore. Like, dude, just call yourself. To, I, I'm. I would say call yourself. I guess it's like I'm going to be humble to my father. But I know we've asked this question before. Why is it that he has not wished back Planet Vegeta? Uh, you know yeah, what? A, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? I thought about this. I really thought about this. And I think the only theory behind that is that, keep in mind, with Saiyans being the way that they are, you know, being savage conquerors, it'll be like a repeat of the Saiyan saga all over again, except more and more Saiyans just going to keep coming after Earth, and that's just more and more of their own people that they have to fight. I want y'all to know something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I want y'all to know something. Let me throw a monkey wrench into that bullshit, right? Let's throw a monkey wrench into that motherfucker. Here you Here you go. Here's a fun fun part. Y'all do realize in Dragon Ball Z, when they wish when they wish back everybody, you know, they said they wish back everybody that Freezer has ever killed. <laughs> this is true. But yeah. they, that meant, right? And, and, by, and by, by all definition of the word, it, it, back then, even the theorists back then were still saying this. By definition of the word, that meant they wish back all of the other saints. So they are not there. It's just nobody has gone looking. Huh. <clears throat> um, invincible, right? What's what's the race? The race of people invincible? Veltramites. Yeah, the Veltramites, right? Similar. Let's say they're similar to like Sands, right? Would would they have a similar like outlook? Like they would just conquer? Was that what was going on before? Ideally, the same. They had their planet and they did conquer those that were surrounding. But they didn't venture out too far because they didn't care as much about being major conquerors. So, from what Toriyama has said is the fact that the Saiyans weren't so much conquerors, but they were like spark as far as like as far as like in Greek as far as in Greek history. And the fact that like Sparta was just warriors. Like if you brought a battle to them, they would not back down. They would battle. And then if they had sent out to battle, it wasn't always so much to conquer because Sparta never really conquered other lands. That was not a thing for them to do that. Is they they would expand their territory as need be if their population grew, but they would never as far as like, oh, I have to conquer everything. So they weren't so much that type of people per se. Um The closest thing that I can say into that aspect, and considering the fact we're focusing on super, but we obviously because of the whole supposed canonical thing that like Talos has mentioned that this is obviously some absolute bullshit. Um, based on super and where we're at and where we have gotten into the Renault survival, we've gotten a chance to have an understanding of what the same race was through Bardock, through his uh his scouter as far as like his explanation of things it wasn't a full full on explanation but more so in the fact that he was like yeah we are warriors and but we're not like we're not major conquerors if anything that they always went to after a planet it was because they were tasked to do so by freezing the freeze in his forces for even king cole 
because King Cole had had um, Planet Vegeta under his rule before Frieza wound up stepping up. What they can do is like, like make a wish, right? They can make a wish for Planet Vegeta <laughs> to come back, and then they can so, like low key take over everything, like Guardians of the Galaxy. They so can the guard everything. Uh, yeah, true. I would say so. Someone I wound up looking it up because I've heard some different Reddit reviews into it. Like, there's a bunch of different theories into it. So one I'm going based off of memory, but this was one I read. Is the fact they say technically the Shinron has a has a limit in his power as far as like how far back in time he's able to go. Per se, apparently, uh, if you call bullshit on that, <laughs> which you probably can, um, call bullshit on that. Then the other situation that would be would be the fact that um, Vegeta felt no need to have to try to bring back the planet if it already did not come back after like that soul that wish after Frieza died that they wished to kill, bring back everything that Frieza and his forces killed everything that Frieza and his forces killed. Um, the only other explanation says that Frieza, that Vegeta saw no reason to bring back. The warrior race, considering the fact that he's now gone more to a life of peace, but you can also call bullshit on that too because he still wants to be stronger and fight other dimensions and shit. <laughs> so everything there's a bullshit for it. So there's not a there's no guaranteed explanation. There is no guaranteed explanation I can give into that. It's just one of those things like there's just all these different theories into it, and yeah, one Shinron is not strong enough to go back further in time. But as far as we understand, the uh, Namekian Dragon Balls have, are significantly more powerful, so they actually could have. And if they, I'm correct, didn't they make the wish on the Namekian Dragon Balls? Yeah. yeah. So who has so, the most uh, powerful Dragon Balls? <laughs> the most powerful Dragon Balls compared to Super is the, is the um, Universal Dragon Balls, the Dragon Balls that go to different um, universes. That is the most powerful Dragon Balls. Uh, as far as Super, as far as GT's concerned, the Black Star Dragon Balls were the most powerful because they can grant any wish, but the drawback being that it would destroy the planet that the wish was made on unless they were collected back within a year. And they scattered across the universe. And from what um, Death Battle has confirmed, along with Toriyama, is the fact that the Dragon Ball universe, like Universe 7, is about 10 times bigger than our universe. So them scattering across the universe was a big thing. And like the uh, year time frame was damn near not enough to bring all those Black Star Dragon Balls back. For sure. It's kind of relevant, <laughs> but it's also not relevant. Shinron brought them some panties. I wonder where he got them panties from. You don't remember? No, I don't remember uh, where, he, where they came from. Panties? Oh. He, wished for, he wished for Bulma's panties. He wished for Bulma's panties? I thought he just wished for <laughs> panties. Oh no! Oh, as far as like all the panties, oh they just came from all over Earth. There oh. was a bunch of women they were just so oh, mad. My God. <laughs> they were just all over, just like because here's the thing about it. So here's the thing about it: if you look at it, you would think that all of them look like fresh photo panties. No, some of them look like they were worn. Just imagine you was walking one day, and your underwear just disappeared. You're like, yo, what in the world? What just? Ah, the fans. <laughs> 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 I just don't know, but so, seriously though, going back into GT because now we since we're trying to talk about Shinron, uh, I obviously really want to talk about the Shinron here about the dra- with the Dragon Balls, but 
I said, I'm gonna go ahead, JP. Like, what, you're on this. Like, is there anything else for that you want that you was uh bringing up for Super 17 as far as that arc before we like progress on to what I would say is the best arc of GT? Nah, I'm good. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> Take us so, away, man. <laughs> the is right. Once again, Shenron is tired of the Z Fighter shit. Um with these frivolous wishes so they were like you know what he's like okay we thought with the black star dragon ball you y'all will learn your lessons but no i was wrong so you know what fuck it and by the way he look he was looking like fucking um shoes um shadow creature from blue dragon uh you remember blue dragon yeah, yeah. um Shinra was looking like that dragon but different obviously he had uh gandalf pipe and all that shit but anyways he was getting sick of it, so he decided to scatter the uh, Dragon Balls, which was like colored like blue with black stars. And they took on like, I want living forms. I won't say human form, but like living forms. But you know, they were like uh, different sorts of creatures and whatnot. And you know, Goku, Trunks, Pan, they had to go locate the uh, Dragon Balls. Uh, and I would say I, I like how in a cute way Gil came in clutch in some instances with um Shadow Dragons as well. So that's cool. Uh, but other than that, okay. Some of these dragons were lame as hell. I'll be honest. <laughs> they, they were fucking lame. And then you got to some dragons, like say the four star dragon and um, the ice dragon. I don't know if it was like uh, also the four star dragon. I think it was like another. I, I don't know, but uh, the fire and ice dragon was cool. Uh, I want to say the princess. See, that's the funny thing is, uh, before this review, the only other dragons I knew aside from uh, Nuova, which is the four star dragon, and uh, Omega. Which is the one star was the um princess like dragon. The others, I had to like go back and be like, wait a minute. Why don't I remember these guys? Like, oh, that's right. They just came off too lame for me to remember. Because one of them was like a fucking mole that was running away, and it was based on a wish of um back when Vegeta was Maja Vegeta and all those people got killed um, with that blast. And they were basically making a wish on the dragon to bring back the people that Majin Vegeta killed. And that's why I kind of liked about the Shadow Dragon arc, to where each dragon was based off a wish that um, some of the Z Fighters has made. Like, for instance, uh, the Panties wish. That was the um, Princess wish. Um, the dragon that was um, in the form of Princess, that was the wish um, she was based on, the Panties wish. And, and she was kind of embarrassed by that too, by the way. So like, she got mad and started attacking and whatnot. So that's she fair. Was, she was How so you get mad about what somebody wished, <laughs> Because the thing about imagine that you're based on that. Like, look, let's just put it this way, okay? Let's put it this way. How many kids? Because at this point, imagine that you making a wish. You mm-hmm. and this wish makes this baby, okay? So how pissed would you be? With you went through and found out that you, uh, I don't know how to put it in this best aspect. Let's put it this way Your daddy's a pig, and the wish that created you was a pig ass wish. 
The way you making it sound, bro. I'm here, so I wouldn't even care about it. But you know, it's so many people here. They both was made from crack babies. I mean, they both was made from crack heads, and you got a crack and they, baby. And they get mad about that shit too. But look, like, though, just to, if you, you if against, because look, your parents made, bro. But look though, look though. If if somebody make a wish that I had a whole bunch of hoes, right? A, a dragon gonna be formed. That you and what? I, what just, was the just wish? random, just random, just random. You just said a whole bunch of hoes. Yeah, it's just random, something, something slight. Um, and then, excuse me, sir, you want to add a pause to that? Like, <laughs> what? A pause? Did you say hoes? Like H O L E S? No, H O E S. Oh, bro, I was confused. I thought you said hoes. No, Man, if I, see no, my a whole bunch of hoes. <laughs> you see what I was saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like, have oh. a baby. I'm gonna have a baby. You know what I mean? That baby gonna be named bitches, Mister Bitches. Cool. Like, like granddad and bulldog. I came with you. But I came with you. You know, you want to know the sad part about it? It's, I know it's, exactly it's how he came to life. I know it's exactly how... what you. I know exactly what you be. If you watch Big Mouth, that one nigga, I that one Big nigga, uh, I ain't watched that new season. That's fine. I but, watched you the last season. but you would know of this character because I can't remember his name. But the one that was fucking the pillow. That's oh, who you were. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> bro, he done, that whole that whole episode was funny, bro. But I'm just saying, that's who the fuck you would be. Because, because his dad got all the hoes, all the money in the world, and don't take care of none of them motherfuckers. Just... Because what would happen would be like if if Shamron, just say Shamron granted my wish, and then a baby come and then Okay, <laughs> it's okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, Professor Tuckenstein. Stop that. Anyways, with the Shadow Dragons, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really didn't care for all these different counters. It, it just felt like okay. I understand that you know you had to like stretch it out a little bit, but. Let's be real. Um, shit didn't really start popping off until like um, the one star dragon came along and he started to call himself Shenron. So uh, that's why the others end up getting their names were like Nuo was Shenron and blah, blah, blah. I need to actually look up these names because I kind of forgot about them. <laughs> first off, first off, let's just say it like it is, right? Shit didn't really start getting good until Nova Shenron, Frost Shenron, True. and the yeah. last True. of the Shenron. The rest of them were fucking runaround characters, just fucking filling. Like, bro, is a beast. Yeah. Like, Nova and Frost were fucking monsters. Yeah. Let's just be real. And, okay. And with Omega Shenron, it's really funny how, okay, his design. I'm not a fan of honestly. I'm like, okay, this is a thing. But here's the thing: he had all those ability of all those different dragons, right? And he 
was like very annoying to defeat. But here's the one thing. One thing I noticed doing this, uh, going back into it, is how he didn't use the, uh, you know, that first dragon, like the very first dragon that they encountered, where he was able to drain the strength of um, his opponents. Like, why haven't um, Shinra, Omega Shinron decided to use that ability on uh, Goku or Gogeta when he was fighting? Like, I don't get that part. He couldn't. Couldn't. Mm. Oh. <sighs> okay, I guess. Like he <laughs> should, don't get me wrong, he should have been able to, but we're gonna put it how they say how they say it for the standard. He couldn't. Gotcha. So he could have but couldn't. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Alright. <laughs> um Anyone else got anything for the Shadow Dragon? Uh, oh, oh, no. Because... oh, no. Fuck them. Fuck them. Wholehearted. You know what I'm talking about? Fuck them. <laughs> Iron pipe. Fuck them. I'm sorry. That's nah, all good. Uh, Kukasi, you, think you got anything you want to add in general about the Shadow Dragons? Okay, yeah. hold on. You ready for me now? Me... Sorry, I was having some issues with my Bluetooth. My Bluetooth being stupid. So, let's get my nerves. My bad. <clears throat> let's do this. Shadow Dragons. Shadow Dragons wound up being an awesome, awesome, awesome arc to me. And here's the reason why. And the fact of, aside once we got past the lame dragons, yes, Nova Dragon, Nova Shenron, was the only good Shenron that we had, specifically because of the wish that he was, not just because of the wish that he was, but it also wound up being that point of like, I was super excited. I was super excited that it was the four-star ball. Like, I didn't know where this was going to go. This is one of those ones that we weren't sure what was going to happen. Like, we weren't sure at all what was going to happen with Nova Shinron. And then we meet him, and we're excited in the fact that it's like, oh, he's a... He's actually an honorable person. Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> this dude is actually... I fight with honor and type shit. And even to the point that he actually helped out Goku just for a moment against um I literally if I'm correct, they just called him Ice Shinra. Like the exact opposite. If I'm correct, that's what they called him. Honestly, I let the sound of Frost more. Frost Shinra oh, sounds better. Okay, because like there's there's a lot of different language variations with GT as well. When we got to the Shinra, they had like a lot of different language variations. Um but as far as like into that him being an actual cold motherfucker that will stab you in the back type shit don't care <laughs> type of thing and Nova wound up like so would you say that like, he was a very cold blooded killer pretty much <laughs> but he was but he also was like he wasn't strong but remember he was the reason that Goku was blind right so, right right so that's where we wound up having that little point too where Goku had to rely on his senses of not using his sight in order to try to fight and he struggled with that at first because remember at this point also Goku has still admitted that it's been one literally been one battle after another he still has not had a chance to really like familiarize himself with Super Saiyan 4 so it's still one of those things like you know he's still 
unbalanced in his in his understanding of what that power what the power of that form really is so we kind of had a moment that like helped out something it's one of those things that i'm like okay it feels like the writing was getting a little bit better like it feels like it was finally getting better. and so then we, we finally get past and we're like okay nova shouldn't run and then we're like okay now we're finally ready to see what's going on and then we get introduced to shin and was like, okay, this motherfucker wound up being you know, actually dangerous. Aside from the fact that he was more powerful, if he was anywhere around the other Dragon Balls, he could just absorb them shit into himself. Just because I'm like, I'm just that fucking powerful. I'm just that fucking badass. I can do that. And so that was one that was like, okay, we finally get some like something dangerous here. And so Shin was already strong as it was. He was already like he was still weaker than Super Saiyan 4, but he was also still fighting against, you know, blind Goku. So he could still take that to his advantage. He was maximizing that shit to his advantage. <laughs> it was like, even though you may be able to sense me as far as power, all he had to do was just augment his power level a little bit, and Goku couldn't sense him no more. And Goku was pissed about that. He was like, fuck. <laughs> um, this is actually a little bit more difficult. I actually can't sense where you are. Because at least with Nova. And with uh, I, I, you say ice or frost, their energy gives off that temperature as well. Like you just you feel it. Nova gives off the power of the sun, and you know ice was like gave off sub zero power and shit. So you, you can still feel that energy even if they tried to like dampen it and stuff. Shin could not do that whatsoever. His was just straight up power, and so that's what kind of made him dangerous in the fact that he, he was able to suppress his power level and made it difficult to fight him. And so, the most annoyance during the Shin fight and Omega Shinron fight is our fucking announcers in the back, fucking pan, <laughs> <and everyone> just <laughs> screaming out, "You got it, Grandpa! You can do it! Go, go, go! You got it!" That's like, nigga, shut up! <laughs> he can't see, and the nigga's high in his power level. He has to rely on his other senses. You're eliminating his sense of sound. You dumb motherfuckers! Shut the fuck! Oh, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, would that not piss you off? That's like literally, that's how they beat Daredevil one time. That's how. That's the only reason Daredevil sometimes loses is the fact that like they over hit that sound, and it's usually his own fucking people that's doing that shit. Yo, man, you good, nigga? I was until you started speaking. Now I can't see him anymore. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it messed up my echo waves. It threw me off my groove. Literally, yes. So it's like it's, it's aggravating as hell. And so, and then we also had that moment where you know Goku had to again absorb the same powers of other Super Saiyans in order to try to get his energy back because he overused his power in Super Saiyan Four. And one, of course, major plot point, little plot hole that kind of happened. Uh, he he could he didn't revert back immediately, which is stupid. <laughs> um, the most dangerous part of that arc was when Omega Shinron was whooping Goku Super Saiyan 4's ass after he got a power boost and still was whooping that ass um, and wound up like throwing Goku and I remember this vividly in my mind as a kid he threw Goku into a building and then Goku was hanging by his leg with like a metal beam was impaled through his yeah, leg yeah I remember that he was like swinging back and forth and shit like that and they were like oh my god we gotta we gotta save him like this is not good <laughs> type thing and then finally vegeta says fuck it 
my power is too weak. I'm gonna have to use the Omega Beams. <laughs> Give me the, the power. Plus ways. <laughs> the plus ways. Yes, well, it was a weird, stupid name, anyway. But yes, yeah, so he, yeah. <laughs> he wound up having to use that, and finally decided to go Super Saiyan Four. And of course, we still get. And this was actually funny. They copied this almost exact scenario off of what happened with the Janemba fight. So remember with um the Janemba movie, Super Janemba, where Vegeta showed up and he went Super Saiyan and was going up and was trying to fight against Super Janemba, but was getting his ass abruptly whooped. And Goku was like, "Yo, we got to do the fusion. It's the only way." And Vegeta was like, "Never in my damn life, I would rather die before that shit happens." They literally copied almost that whole segment just replace the background with the broken city area and then replace super janemba with omega shinron if you compare them two back to back they kind of just copied that shit were almost word for word oh can i also say that this time around instead of goku suggesting um (laughs) fusion it was vegeta that brought it up yeah and that was something that made no damn sense whatsoever (laughs) vegeta would never want to whatsoever but no all of a sudden like we're gonna have to fuse. Man, if I was Goku in that situation, I'd be like, Vegeta, that's are so out of character out of you. Yeah, that was are so you out high? of character of you. <laughs> Is there something wrong with you? Are you drunk? <laughs> Did them waves like change your mindset on some shit too? Like, what the fuck, nigga? <laughs> and so then we finally get Super Saiyan 4, Gogeta, this I'm motherfucking bad. badass who wasted his time with the motherfucking party. Kamehameha wave. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It was like it was getting really cool, but then once again, he was kind of playing with his opponent. I'm not saying like at this point, I'm like not trying to nitpick too much, but like that's just how it was. It, 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 it's just like that. He was playing. This is what led to like that fan theory of like when the fusion of Patara, Vegeta's mindset took over more. But with the fusion dance, Goku's mindset took over more type of thing because it was like. Like Gogeta, Gogeta was just nothing but an absolute goofball. And remember, he still was not canon whatsoever. Like I, I even mentioned, as far as Super Janemba, at this point he was still not canon. It was only just movies and GT. So it was like, eh, a what if, a could be. And people was like, no, make Gogeta canon. Do this shit now, type thing. So, but it was like, if we did make him canon. And this nigga was this much of a goofball. Is it really worth it? 152 episodes and a movie later. That part. <laughs> but then also, now let's put it this way too. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I expected more. The Big Bang Kamehameha is so much better in video games than it was in GT. At first, he pulls up the Big Bang ball and he's like, Big Bang, Kamehameha. And then it's like just some random lines just start. Oh my God, a big blitz with sparkles. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is happening here? I was like, Gogeta's just a goofball all around at this point. Like, I just don't understand this. Like, what the fuck? But you do the Big Bang Command Man in fucking like the video games, that shit pops up the Big Bang ball and it's an actual ginormous beam but what didn't make sense to me is that it was supposed to be their best iconic moves would not a final flash kamehameha be better than a big bang kamehameha 
Yeah, but once nope, again, nope, nope, nope. Before you even go that far, nope. Let me go and tell you why not. Why? Because in GT, once again, ladies and gentlemen, the continuity of this bitch is the way it is. In GT, GT is going off of how fans were in Dragon Ball Z. Fans were more big on the Big Bang than they were the Final Flash. They didn't like the Final Flash. Final Flash was trashy. So fans, you know, but fans got what they wanted. Big Bang, Kamehameha, which, like you said, in the games, that motherfucker is superb. I'm talking about that bitch is just uh, chef's kiss. It, 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 it looks so good. But then when you look at it in the fucking show, are you telling me, bitch, that all you get with is sparkly rays of sunshine, <laughs> rainbows, unicorn ass, and you want to be talking about some I'm dying? Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Ooh. This is what I'm saying. I was like, it felt like I was sitting here like, so here's the thing, though. Like, at first, I was questionable. <clears throat> It was questionable when it came down to Janemba when he wound up getting attacked with the sparkles that went in his body and then like broke him up into multiple pieces. It started off crazy, but then like it got better. At first he was just like, this nigga just threw sparkles at my ass. Like really? And then he's like, oh, he exploded from the inside. Oh, okay. We got something. That actually kind of left to something. It, it felt like something. The, the Big Bang Sparkle Wave was not it. That was not it, bro. <laughs> like I said, Vegito. Vegito has it goddamn look look once again Vegito is straight Vegito we understand we know why Vegito does what Vegito does we know why the motherfucking sparkles hit the way they do we get that Gogeta on the other fucking hand Gogeta that motherfucker there was done dirty which is why I can't wait for them to bring him back when they bring back Gogeta when they bring back the ever-loving monster that is going to be in Super, praise be. Because whoever the fuck fighting him, I, 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 I. Bro, I'm still waiting it's to the because it's the prince of all Gokus. <laughs> uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting for the part where I'm, <laughs> I'm about to bang. I'm about to bang your ass like as if this was a Discord goddamn server. I swear to God, <laughs> not in my Christian Minecraft server. You will not do that to the end. God damn you! <laughs> I'm still waiting to see if they're gonna do a fusion to where Ultra Instinct Goku and Ultra Ego Vegeta will go. I don't Ultra think Goku. they will. I don't think they will. Because keep in mind, cool. if they do, if they do Patara. Yes, that's the only way. Because remember, keep in mind this. Remember when the fusion dance? It was that like they had a whole half an episode explanation for it. With <laughs> they were training Goten and Trunks to do it. In order for the fusion dance to work, you have to match your power. Ultra Ego and Ultra Instinct are nowhere, nowhere matched power levels whatsoever. Gotcha. Oh, however, a long drawn out explanation. Okay. So, so, right? Let me explain this here, and I want folks to understand very clearly. So, Gatsu, I love you so much. However, comma, Ultra Instinct, uh, well, Mastered Ultra Instinct and Ultra Ego, they are relatively within the same power gap. So, it could be possible for them to do so for future. However, 
I'm going to say this now. A lot of folks may not like it. They're not going to receive Super Saiyan 4. They won't. Now, no. what is being rumored is that the kids will. Not Gohan, but Goten and Trunks. Goten and Trunks will probably get Super Saiyan 4. I, I wouldn't be relevant again. Ah oh, man, honestly, I'm kind of banking on Broly because the way his wrath. Well, I mean, they're they're saying Broly might get it as well. Cause okay. now, if Broly, if Broly gets the motherfucker, then yeah, we know where yeah. that's going. A lot of motherfuckers' nightmares are coming through. Like <laughs> if Broly, get, if Broly gets Super Saiyan four, yeah, good luck. GG's, cause all them other fucking goddamn fights that y'all was talking about. Oh, Broly loses this bitch. This motherfucker got Super Saiyan Four. Not no more, he don't. <laughs> that motherfucker but, don't lose the fights no more. <laughs> but Toriyama and Toriyama did actually say that Super is entering his final arc right now, so they're actually planning on finishing. So that is about to actually come to an end. So we're gonna see really what happens since that. It might wind up being Daima that we wind up getting a real conclusion as far as like what may happen into that aspect. We might not get that Bro, super. Now that I think about it, it kind of feels like Dragon Ball Dime is gonna feel like I am Groot, where you know it's gonna it looks you at first and you're like, oh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, there's, there's gotta be some there gotta be some sort of significance to this whole shit other than making all the kids all the um characters like kids again. Like um what's the big picture here? Like um where where y'all going with this one? Oh obviously Look. they're going to case closed. <laughs> <laughs> one truth but, prevails. Oh my god, kid. Where's the fucking where the fucking mute button at? I told his ass. Where the fucking mute button at? I promise you <laughs> What got you, but y'all don't understand. Man. <laughs> but, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but no, just damn. But no, that's it. But that's all I had as far as the insurance. I really wanted to make sure I got that off. Because at first it was like, you know, we already talked about the red hair and then possibly being like God mode, per se. Like an actual touch of God mode before we got introduced to Super Saiyan God and shit. Um, but I mean, even in that aspect, if we're going to be honest now, Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta has been confirmed to be significantly stronger. So I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, was there anything else about the show Dragon Saga that I want to talk about? Oh, um, well, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, Omega Shenron or Shen, however you want to classify him, he gets defeated. And then, you know, Shenron pops up again, and I was like, okay, well, you know what? How about this? Uh, we will fix all of this, no problem. But, um, Goku, buddy, I'm going to need you to come with me. And then Goku's like, oh, okay, well, I see what this is. All right, well, let me just say goodbye to, like, two people, and then we can just head off. And that was pretty much the end of Dragon Ball GT. Um, anyone else got anything to add on to GT in general? Other than that lame-ass ending of, hey, Goku, you know, you've done enough. You got to go fly off somewhere. We're going to put the Dragon Balls in your body so that way this, that happens and everything else in between. It, yeah, it was pretty decent. We shall say it was, it was 
it felt like, like I'm sorry. Uh, it felt like they were trying to do the same thing with uh fucking the Cell Saga, to where essentially with Goku being out of the picture for a while, it'd be like, okay, it, maybe it'll be peaceful from now on, to where nobody's gonna need the Dragon Balls, nobody's gonna need to go to Earth to uh kill Goku because of something he did back in the day. So. It was like, okay, with the Dragon Balls and Goku gone, maybe the Earth will, you know, be normal for a while. Here's why that's bullshit. Here's why. Um, if the main protector leaves, I'm going to come fuck up everything because the main protector's gone. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I'm just saying. Plus, on top of that, you took the Dragon Balls with you, too. So now you have no chance. There's no one wishing for mortality. There's no one wishing to be stronger than me. There's no wishing people back, so there's no revenge. Yeah. So it's like, what is there left to do? <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why Dragon Ball AF, and I know we're not going to talk about that. But like after, I think it's called After Final or something like that with Kid Goku. That's why that never took off. Because it made no sense at that point. You'd remove it's going to Dragon call something else like uh, Dragon Ball Absalom or something like that. Yeah, Absalom. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. But the thing about it is the fact that like that's why they never took off because you took off you took away the Dragon Balls. The original Dragon Ball started off because we were searching for the Dragon Balls. Everything else, you still use the Dragon Balls. If you remove the Dragon Balls, it is not Dragon Ball anymore. They really just want this franchise <laughs> to end. I'm like, y'all still want more episodes? God damn. All right. We'll come back with Dragon Ball Super. And then we mess up the timeline all over. But yes. Good lord. But that is it. I don't have anything else. And I'm getting hungry, so I'm about to eat. So. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, anybody else got anything? Nope. 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 Uh, I'm no, ready to talk. I'm ready to put this motherfucker here off the time clock and clock it the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Dragon Ball GT review. We will be doing Dragon Ball Super hopefully in May, as early as May. But, you know, we got a whole bunch of other reviews that we need to knock out of the way first because we got to get caught up in Talo's favorite um, franchise, the MCU. <laughs> we got to talk about Secret Invasion, Loki, and the Marvels, and Echo, and a whole bunch of other shit. So, until then, stay nerdy, my friends. And remember that great things are coming. We are zoning out. Take it easy.